Hello, and welcome to the fourth annual Academy Academy, the show that discovers the absolute, undeniable, and scientifically proven greatest performance in your favorite actor's esteemed career. I'm Don Saunderson. Uh, I'm Patrick Remian. And welcome to the Academy. Now, uh, Patrick, before we dive in with our great guest this week and our interesting films, we'll put it that way, <laughs> um, we got a bit of a thing to bring up that came up after we recorded the Sophie's Choice Julie and Julie episode. Yeah, the, um, egg, the egg is on our dang faces. Indeed. It's a grave error that was brought up by our guest from the She-Devil, Devil Wears Prada episode, Jen Saunderson. We never said the words, maybe the Stingo ate your baby. Ugh. And this is a joke that was just kind of laying right there on the table. Like a big time, just... It had everything that you want out of a good, bad, maybe the dingo at your baby joke. Yeah, like lock, lock the key to comedy jail. Make sure we're in comedy jail. Then, then take the key. Then you, you, you take the key, eat the key. We can't leave comedy jail anymore. We deserve to be in comedy jail. Sentence us for life. We are yeah. lucky that our guest, Jen Saunderson, is an actual comedian and was able to bring this up. It was because pretty, yeah, it's good. It's just a real embarrassment. We just want to apologize to our loyal listeners. Oh. We will not make that mistake in the future. Sorry, Mom. Sorry, Dad. Those are yeah. our loyal Sorry, listeners. Sorry, Mom. Sorry, Dad. <laughs> Those are our loyal listeners, our parents. And but maybe maybe an uncle. One uncle. Hopefully, by this point, this is the fourth annual. So, on that note, we promise we will not miss any, like, freaking slam dunk jokes on this episode. That's, that is the Academy Academy yeah, guarantee. Yeah, we've, we've, we've learned our lesson and like, hey, look, I'm recording this episode from Comedy Jail. My, <laughs> my, my roommate in Comedy Prison in my cell, my comedy cell, it's Walter the Puppet. It mm. sucks being uh, uh, roommates with Walter the Puppet. He's, a, he's an irascible fool. I hate this puppet. <laughs> How I hate him. I wish well, I was with Peanut. Peanut is kind and wise. <laughs> wow, I think with that rant, you might be getting out of jail on, uh, for early uh, good behavior. <laughs> Help me, Peanut! So on that note, we're going to move into this episode. After our apology, we're, gonna, we're only looking on the bright side here. Okay. And uh, we've got an awesome guest this week. Oh, Avery yeah. Regan of FreakyFridayNYC.com. Awesome yeah. live comedy shows <laughs> is here. Hi, guys. Hello, welcome. How you, how you doing? How you doing? We're all, we're all on Zoom all right. over the place, yeah. obviously. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying not to, to step on anyone's toes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we're happy to have you here. Happy to have you on a big, big week in our endless Meryl Streep coverage. And uh, Yeah, there's, uh, you're never going to run out of movies because she's just going to keep working. Yeah, she's nonstop. <laughs> we know she's got a couple already in the can that are coming soon. I don't yeah. know if you, Avery, if you had a chance to look at her IMDb before you joined us on the show. It's it's endless. Oh, I wouldn't dare. Yeah. <laughs> it would break me. Because <laughs> I have an IMDb and it's like two student films. And like <laughs> if I were to look at that, I would just go permanently insane. Yeah, it's, it's best to avoid. I think my IMDb yeah. is pretty similar, and I'm very proud of my, like, three little things yeah. on there, but... We've worked. Yeah. We've worked. Oh, Rose. man. 
I will say uh, uh, permanently insane is a great. Uh, that's a great. That's a great teaser for one of the movies we're gonna watch. We're gonna talk about. Yeah. Because uh, one of these movies, it might have, it might have made me a little mad. <laughs> I might yes. be. I might be a Joker type character now. Some sort of uh, <laughs> or a two a two face of some kind or a Riddler. Oh God. Yeah, it, it definitely. Yeah. It definitely made it's. It's like Batman, but in a good. In a way though in a fun way that's not a di- i i love it when a movie almost makes me see the dionysian uh uh lovecraftian shibboleth chaos uh and drives me to the peak of the the the, the very edge of the cliff of sanity and almost begs me to, to go into that water to get pulled in by uh the the mermaids with sharp teeth I'm, i i like that in a film <laughs> Wow. That, yes. was, that I mean, was beautiful. <laughs> I'm not even sure if we need to even rate the first film because I think Patrick really summed it up there, but we will. Are, are we talking about Into the Woods right now? Yeah. Yes. Oh, so, yeah, we're talking about it. Yeah. We're talking okay. about it. It could be both. I mean, we talked, you know, there are actually, different actually, angles to look at both these films. Actually, I was talking about The Firm with Tom Cruise. I was talking yes. about the, <laughs> the, That movie's fucking wild. <laughs> Just said an insane chaos romp. Uh, the, yeah, The Firm. Yeah, yeah, every time you think it can't get weirder, it's like, bam, the mob, bam, demons, bam, Robert De Niro. I don't even remember. I might be confusing this with that, like, Keanu Reeves movie where he also worked at, like, an evil law firm. There was a there uh, yeah that was uh, the Devil's Advocate and it was yeah. actually uh, recommended right after The Devil Wears Prada on Amazon oh Prime for me <laughs> last night. <laughs> Two evil you. bosses, evil That's bosses. Right. Yeah, but um, horrible bosses, more like it. Oh yeah, there's another one. Two of them actually. Um, but before we jump into our movies, uh, we always like to get kind of a background from our guest on their Streep history. Avery, when did you first uh, like become aware of Meryl Streep? And are there any movies that kind of stick out to you as being early memories? Um, yeah. So when I was a child, my mom and I would watch like street movies occasionally. And she'd be like, this is this woman, Meryl Streep, who was once a very great actress. Because this was in her break. Remember mm. her? She took a break for like 10 years. Mm. Oh, was she? Like, li- yeah. Lived in Connecticut raised her kids married a sculptor not in that order but like she's married to a sculptor still but yeah um and she just wasn't doing anything and then like right around like a few years ago she was like i'm back baby and then it was like you couldn't see a movie that she wasn't in and it didn't matter if it was animated it didn't matter what the genre was it didn't matter what the role was it didn't matter anything she could do anything she could say anything not that movie say anything i don't think she's in that but like <laughs> yeah and then randomly i was in the same room as her once whoa wow and she um <laughs> she's radiantly beautiful she's like hot in like an old lady way the kind of way that like martha stewart is hot i feel that like (laughs) you know what i mean like when you're like i'm very rich and very well preserved and like i get my blood swapped out occasionally for better blood like yeah she has the same blood guy as peter teal like it's like in a nice way i'm happy that she has the same blood guy as peter teal good for her i'm happy she's got a blood guy i love i'm in the market for a blood guy 
Yeah, give yeah, me, give no, me your all the good blood you guys are in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> Duh. But yeah, anyways, like, um, she was just radiantly beautiful. I didn't get to talk to her, but I was like, I'm pretty sure she's carrying around a flashlight or she has like a glow that's emanating from her. It strikes me yeah. that she might even be able to like float. Like, yeah. that's how she moves. Yeah. She's, uh, but yeah, she's just, uh, she's just a gal, like any one of us gals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, we're all like that. <laughs> that's true. Ethereal, constantly floating. Yeah. You all uh, have I blood, guys. Speaks, yeah, she speaks Italian, I heard. You oh, know? oh, man. Yeah. She's, I um. I can't compete with that. I mean, not like, <laughs> Meryl Streep is definitely competing with me for, <laughs> but yeah, I can't compete with Meryl Streep. And I think there's this thing where it's like all women are secretly competitive with other women, or maybe it's just me and I'm weird and I go to therapy four times a week, but I'm competitive with all other women, even if they're like women who live in like Japan or like women who are like doctors or something like something I could never do. I meet a woman and she's like crushing it. I'm like, I could... I could do that if I applied myself. And it's like, no, you really couldn't. <laughs> you were never going to be a brain surgeon and you were never going to be Meryl Streep. And that's the same thing. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's I the th- same thing. I have that. In- I feel you. I feel you. I'll, I'll definitely like, I'll, I'll troll on Facebook and I'll, I'll see like a, a friend's dad who's like a neurosurgeon. And it's like, yeah, I could probably if I if I worked a little harder, I could probably hit. I could do. I could I could rock that. I'd be a fun yeah. neurosurgeon. Yeah, I get you. I get that energy. I feel you. I feel you. I vibe. Yeah, <laughs> and then it's like the last time I went to the doctor, they had to take my blood. I puked and blacked out, and I oh. woke up like sweating. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe I don't have what it takes. <laughs> Maybe this isn't in the cards for me. I'm a 26 year old comedian. It's maybe I'm not cut out to be a brain surgeon. Yeah, I can barely finish a game yeah. of Super Mario RPG, so I don't know if I can. <laughs> I, I, I don't think it's in the And they're so good at that, yeah. That is true. That is like a famous, you got to beat Super Mario RPG on hard if you want to yeah. be able to do brain surgery. That's my, uh, my best friend from high school, he's a doctor, and yeah, that was kind of the final. That was a pretty, <laughs> pretty video game heavy final yeah. to, become a, to become a doctor. You got to beat, you gotta beat Battletoads. <laughs> Did you ever hear about the story about Lance Armstrong's brain surgeon? No. No. He was like, so right before surgery, Lance Armstrong was stressed, you know, because of the crime and the cancer. Mm-hmm. And um, the doctor was like, as good as you are at bike racing, I'm better at brain surgery. And they just fucking knocked him out, operated on his brain. That's super confident. That's, That's the cool. level of confidence yeah. you need to be a brain surgeon. And you need to be able to back it up. You can't just be like, I'm as good as Lance Armstrong at brain surgery. And then just like kill Lance Armstrong. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. It's like, that would be really funny if it was like, he was as good as Lance Armstrong at brain, at brain surgery. And he just cheated all of his tests. and was like secretly kind of oh, just okay. No. Yeah, he's on like performance enhancing drugs and knows nothing of the brain whatsoever. Yeah, it's like the plot of Dr. Death. God. Uh, It is interesting though that Meryl like she does, she is like otherworldly, but she kind of like comes off as like one of the things I think people like about her is that she seems oh, I can relate like you, uh, this relatability factor and she seems like a nice lady and that kind of thing and then it's like no, she's still like godly and above people. Yeah, it, that is so yeah. Cool. 
she can does. I tell you? Can I tell you a secret about uh, Meryl Streep? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So she lives in the same town as uh, Lena Dunham's parents in Connecticut, and they're all friends. Ooh. Does that give you a better idea mm. of what we're dealing with? A little bit, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's rarefied air. Yeah, yeah, it's like the waspy part of Connecticut, not the Jewish part of Connecticut. <laughs> We're not, not talking coastal. We're talking mountain towns. We're talking tomatoes grown by white person. I, I love this deep, this deep Connecticut cuts. I love, I don't I'm know. I'm sorry. My parents are like living out there and it's just, I was, I had to spend four months out there during quarantine. So I'm like, I'm ready to hit people with the Connecticut knowledge. And they're like, I don't care. I didn't ask for this. And I'm like, there are four interesting things. <laughs> Meryl Streep lives out here. Lena Dunham lives here sometimes. Yale. I don't New Haven Mystic white pizza. clam pizza. Mystic pizza. Like, that's it. <laughs> oh, man. I, I'm, I'm here for it, man. I don't know shit about Connecticut. That's fun as hell. Connecticut. Yeah, I've never been there. It's not a, it's like if you're th- like ranking most interesting states, it's probably like 40th. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, you know. In what? my rankings. Yeah. Hey, you know what? New Hampshire, guess what? You're 43rd. Eat shit. Yeah, I don't give a shit about New Hampshire. Has anyone seen um, any of Meryl Streep's husband's sculptures? No. Does anyone have a... Yeah. You have? I I mean, I'm going to look one up right now because I haven't looked at it in a while. This is the wonderful thing about Zoom. I can just tippity-tap on my keyboard. I've never seen... Don Gummer, I think his name is. Yeah, a Don Gummer Mm -hmm. joint. I've never seen a a Don Gummer joint. Is he the Lance Armstrong of sculpting? Uh, I can only hope. So all the pictures of Don Gummer are like if I look up Don Gummer on my like incredibly shitty search engine that like is not Google because I'm afraid of Google, but I'm just gonna suck it up right now because this is art that we're making. Yeah. You're on Don Gummer sculptures. Oh man. Images. Can I say something? I will say I'm looking at some right now. And I can I know what I'll do is I'll make one in my background and you guys can take a look, but like I would describe this as a sculpture I would see at my synagogue back in Houston. I'm Jewish, and this is like, I'm saying this politely, this is like a a sculpture that you would see at like a synagogue or like a, maybe like an Episcopalian church. Like an, It looks a little bit like one of those things that's like outside of LAX that lights up. Yeah. And it's driving in from the right direction. It's 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 like uh it's uh abstract the point of nothingness kinda. Like it's kinda like I say that and it's not bad, like you know, there's definitely definitely But you know what? To be fair, I don't get sculpture. Mm -hmm. And I get that it's a whole thing and this guy's been doing it for like fifty years. Who the fuck am I to talk about this sculpture? I don't know shit about sculpture. That's probably it's fair. I'll admit to that. (laughs) <laughs> here we go here it is here it is oh, my wow. dog secret yeah you know what i mean it's, it's big, like it, big piece yeah it's very big. yeah it looks like something that would be outside of a frank lloyd wright design community college in south central los angeles <laughs> yeah. we can all agree on that Which sure, not bad. Yeah. It's, it's not a bad thing it's not a bad thing it's like you know no, like, that's a very good thing yeah i'm just curious for the sake of the podcast should we like see how much one costs do it <laughs> oh boy oh boy oh that should boy, be like boy. a like if John it's Gummer like sculptures auction value. Oh man, we should do a GoFundMe to get a Don Gummer sculpture. 
we we do we're not running on the budget of John Oliver to do like one of his bits where he buys like oh, a town you know or whatever, what? but oh, we could. It's, it's a lot more affordable than you think it would be. Really? Yeah. Okay. Wait, well, give us give us a or should we guess? We'll guess. Okay, here we go. All right. I'm going to say my guess is $50,000. I'm going to go a little bit lower than that. I, I'm going to say 25000 Since 2009, the record price for this artist at auction is $2,625. Wow. Oh, I mean, that comes back to the age-old question, how much does a joke cost? Uh, $2,625. <laughs> $2, yeah, that might be it. Yeah. That's what, I mean, yeah, that, that's what, that's, that is, like, more doable it isn't like completely outside the realm. Yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy, but yeah. it isn't like over the top. Yeah, I mean that's like no. rent. that's like a that's like a month of rent. That's <laughs> yeah. like um, that's like a used car that's yeah. like not seen a way better days. Yeah, not the best car in the world. Yeah. Oh man. That is so interesting. Okay. Then, you well, know listener, what? Listeners, Should if you want us to Meryl buy Street now? <laughs> yes. if, if you want us to buy a gummer piece yeah let us know over twitter and we'll, yeah. we'll we'll actively consider it and you know if we ever get a patreon or something we will put the money toward a gummer yeah that'll be we'll our promise first, you that yeah. that'll be our first patreon <laughs> patreon goal is the amount of like a a gummer statue like like when we reach this amount we'll buy a gummer statue yes sculpture at auction at auction yeah, yeah. we'll go to the auction like suits somewhere. up yes <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be dressed they're like also they're huge <laughs> <laughs> you um, have to have like land to put it on I, I'll, I'll i'll bring it to my parents house maybe they'll um okay appreciate it <laughs> yeah they can put it in the backyard You're like thank you you don't get it this is a gummer joint <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's wow. Funny. Okay. So okay. What well, was we'll that? keep you updated with the gummer and where we're gonna go on that. But let's jump into the movies. Yeah. Okay. We're doing it. We're jumping yeah, in. Shall we? Boom. Boom. <laughs> boom. We're jumping in. Okay. Our okay. first movie up is probably one of the more anticipated movies for us to be covering. Oh uh, hell yeah. We're talking about 2008's Mamma Mia. Promoted <laughs> as Mom. Promoted as Mamma Mia the movie, directed by yeah. Felipe Lloyd. Um, a Universal Pictures release. This movie cost $52 million to make and made an astounding $615 million <laughs> at the yeah. box office. A uh, duh. Of course it, it did. Yes. A yeah, massive success. Yeah. Um, did not, was not nominated for any Academy Awards. No. Um, she doesn't need that. Uh, <laughs> not needed for this he has movie, nothing no. to prove to us anymore. <laughs> not that we. She has a gummer in her she, bed every night. Yeah. She does good. not need to pay two thousand dollars for a gummer she like has we gummer do. Gummer and like five Oscars. She's fine. Yeah. <laughs> she can be in weird musical movies that make like a billion dollars. Um, the movie scored on Rotten Tomatoes fifty four percent. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, the critical consensus says this jukebox musical is full of fluffy fun, but rough singing voices and a campy tone make you not might make you feel like you can dance the whole ninety minutes. Even though, oddly enough, the movie's over ninety minutes long. Yeah. <laughs> 
How funny so, would it be if someone just watched like a totally different Meryl Streep movie and just reviewed that on Rotten Tomatoes? Like, I hated it when her head spinned all the way around and she was screaming at Isabella Rossellini. That was that was bullshit. It was, I was like, really bummed when she was trying to be a whistleblower for this chemical company and yeah, there was I no dancing at all. There was no singing. There was no yeah. ABBA. Yeah. There was no Stellan Skarsgård. Yeah. I don't remember an ABBA song about a choice. <laughs> you can dance you don't have to yeah um so i guess we should just probably tear off the band-aid and you know just I think oh yeah we're, we're this, we're, this, this movie is bonkers oh it's uh, yeah totally insanity yeah. inducing it's uh yeah it's uh my third note is what the fuck am i watching <laughs> just some caps can I just share with the class that I watched this movie at 5 a.m. this morning? Oh, God. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, because I take a class, like, at 9 a.m. on Sundays. And so I was like, if I do it, like, after that, I'm going to be exhausted. So I'm going to wake up at five at dawn, and I'm going to watch Mamma Mia in my room. And I did not use my headphones, and my roommate is moving out. And I hope that didn't make it more annoying but i can only imagine that it did yeah was this yeah. your uh, was this your first experience with mama mia of course not okay <laughs> look me in the eyes <laughs> does it look like i've never seen mama mia <laughs> look at me you are you have the you have the eyes of a, a woman who has seen mama mia <laughs> someone who was told to see mama mia a second time at the very least yeah <laughs> I was like, oh god, I rented the wrong Mamma Mia. Too late now. Gotta watch this gotta watch the first one and then probably after this I'll watch the second one. You know, and yeah. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie, this I I am now curious about the sec like I, I don't even because it's like is it like a gritty or not gritty, but like is it, it's an origin it's an origin story, right? I hope it's not gritty. Yeah, <laughs> it's like well, Batman begins. Yeah. Yeah, like Christopher Nolan does Mamma Mia. <laughs> <laughs> that I gotta say, I would just die if that happened. Like I would, my, I would cease to live if Christopher Nolan conquered a musical. That'd be pretty. I pay Gummer prices like, to see him do it. Yeah. Like Damien Chazelle thinks that he's Christopher Nolan conquering musicals, but he's not. If Christopher Nolan did, like not even a good musical, like not even like Hamilton, but like Les Mis or like. Mamma Mia. Like, oh, man. A lame Miz. All of my blood would shoot out of my eyes and leave my body and I would die. A lame Miz. Be fascinating. That would be good. That would actually whip so right? much ass. I feel that like Les Miz is gritty. It is. Oh, God. Or like a rent. Rent. The AIDS crisis. That would by be. Nolan. Oh, man. That would be interesting. I feel like you'd have to include some sort of high concept thing, though. Like there'd be time travel or like. Uh, Cubes turn yeah. into spheres in this. The world. theater, the theater would spin yeah. in 360 degrees while the the show was going on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to wear seatbelts for the for the show. It would be great. Oh yeah, there's it's, of- it's a roller coaster. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that'd be it'll, fun. It would be, like- be really really weird, and I'm glad that you implanted, incepted that idea into my head. <laughs> you incepted yeah. it, yes. Yeah. I'm glad, yeah. Which I'm is gl- a shit movie, and I don't <laughs> care who knows it. I'm glad. Ooh, I'm, hot take, hot take I'm on the Academy Reagan Academy. I did not enjoy Inception. Hey, you know what? I'm glad you tenanted me with that take. Oh god, I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> I'm good. I haven't I've seen, seen it. it. 
I've seen it. Yeah, and I, I'm afraid I, I to really go to the theater it. and like risk my life to see Robert Pattinson walk around in a bulletproof vest or whatever this movie is. I saw it at the drive-in, so I was in the safety of my car. That's a good. Okay. That's a good move. I, I might. Yeah, you know, maybe I'll risk my life a little later this week. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Uh. What do you have going on, Patrick? What do you have going on that you need to stay alive? Yeah, Meryl I mean, like, Streep movies. Yeah, Meryl Streep movies. Nice try. Yeah, I still have some. Podcast. I still have something to live for. Nice try. <laughs> <laughs> nice try. <laughs> this dog still like has inciting violence in this podcast space. Oh man, let's start like yeah. So the beginning of this movie doesn't even have like Meryl Streep for like the first ten or fifteen minutes, right? It's just like Amanda Seyfried. Yeah. That's a, kind of a theme for the most of the Meryl Streep movies we have watched oh yeah, thus she, far in this she's, podcast. She's always the best part, and she's oh, and she always overshadows whoever the protagonist is. That is like a recurring, yeah, that is a recurring yeah. theme. But yeah, Can so I, oh, go yeah. ahead, go ahead. May I volley a street fact? Sure, yes, volley, hit me. Okay, so in college, one of my professors told me that Meryl Streep does not do multiple takes of the same shot she will do one take of each shot so it's like if you're getting a close-up of meryl streep and like someone fucks up the focus or like something falls over in the background she's like no i'm not doing it again fix it in post wow that's interesting so it's like i feel like she is like She's like truffle oil or something. It's like, it's subtle. You don't dump in the whole truffle. You can afford to have her on your movie for like four days. And you better not fuck any of that up. Yeah. And you're just going to use every shot that didn't have like an old man jerking off in the background or something. (laughs) She doesn't have a vibe of like, um, I'm perfect. Oh, yeah. So why aren't you? Perfect. If you're not bringing excellence to the table for Streep, like, just pay her and let her leave, you know? Yeah. <laughs> she needs to, she's tired. She wants to go back to Connecticut and, and just enjoy her gummers. Yeah. Yeah, her very good. <laughs> oh, God. Her, yeah, her, her legion of gummers. But I this, can only this... imagine that all over her property, she has a huge amount of land, I'm imagining, mm-hmm. just filled with gummers. Oh, it's like yeah. an open-air museum. Of her, only her, gummers. Her yeah. kids had like really cool abstract like jungle gyms growing up that were just kind of like yeah. one-offs that Gummer did not feel succeeded. <laughs> like is this supposed to be a chair? Yeah. Is this supposed to be like a, a computer table? We don't know. Gummer made it four years ago. We're making it work. <laughs> but uh, Guys, you know what? One second. My phone is beeping so I'm just gonna go turn that off. I'll be right back. Okay. No worries. No worries. No worries. But, you I'm know, <laughs> one thing um, we we noticed about this movie, though, is that it does have distinct uh, late period Sandler get my friends on vacation vibe. Oh, huge, huge, huge. Uh, we're going to Greece. We're going to have a good time energy. Like, we'll make a movie on the side, but yeah. mainly we're going to be hanging at the beach. Yeah. Everyone in this movie had like spectacular, almost burnt to a crisp suntans, too. Oh, it was. Yes. Yeah. These They're are like, some... we want them to be white people, but like just <laughs> yeah. barely. Yeah, like the toastiest, <laughs> the toastiest motherfuckers you ever did see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got like whatever machine Michael Bay used on like Shia LaBeouf and Megan Fox and Transformers to like crisp them up. <laughs> they like 
flew it out to Greece. That was like two million dollars. I will yeah. say the I'll say the the crispiest one. I have to give it to Pierce Brosnan. Man, oh, yeah, he's Irish. Oh yeah, he's it, not meant to be that color. Yeah, he is like it is like he is some sort of uh he is like uh if if uh you know Tumgis? You guys just know who Tumgis? The AMPM mascot made of food. Have you ever no. seen? No. Oh, oh yes, God. I've <laughs> seen that. I didn't know his given legal oh, name. Oh, this dude has a name, and his name is Tumgis. He's basically okay. Oh, if you don't know if you don't know who Tumgis is, Donald. Imagine, if you will, a Bigfoot made of snacks that you would purchase at a gas station. Sounds wonderful. <laughs> He's a wonderful yeah. man. But uh, in my head, Pierce Brosnan is like, if if Tumgis was only made of beef jerky, and it was like the the sexiest Tumgis, like you wanted to fuck this Tumgis. Like, that's what, he's like a sexy I'm just, I'm picturing, like, Pierce Brosnan listening to this podcast because, of course, he's an avid fan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And just having his feelings so hurt that you would compare him to Tumgis. Oh, come on. I'm, this is a positive This man page. has been through so much. Did you read his Wikipedia page? You I know, did. Some okay. tragedy. His I, first I, uh, wife's dying wish was for him to be James Bond, and she died before he was in the James Bond movies. Oh my god. Yeah. I, hey, I this is They a, moved to Malibu together with the dream. <laughs> He's selling his house in Malibu right now for like fifty million dollars. I saw online. I mean, good for him. He deserves a, every penny. That's an I expensive will, house. I will say too though that like in my defense, like it is like this is what Tim <laughs> looks like. <laughs> Just, just to give you an idea. In my defense, oh my god, Patrick! <laughs> wait, what I'm saying? Like it's skin is the same color as your hair. It's so weird to look at. <laughs> that is true. He well, that's because he has like a Cheeto beard. You're looking at his Cheeto beard. Uh, Tungus is calling from inside the house. <laughs> and so I just want to say, this is my defense that like it is. He should be honored that I'm saying he makes too. He would make Tungus sexy. <laughs> If yeah. Pierce Brosnan was a Tumgis, he'd be. Damn. Pierce, we know you're listening. <laughs> Sign up for the Tumgis biopic. We're asking you for it. You know, we know you're Pierce, a fan. Pierce, I went to summer camp with someone who claimed to be your neighbor, and I still think she was lying. Is Farah your neighbor? Pierce, we, please write back. Yeah, we need to know that too, Pierce. Oh, That's man. very important. Okay, let's. let's she get... was so smug, Pierce. Okay. <laughs> I brought us on the Tumgus train. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta. Yeah. Let's, let's sail the ship. Let's sail the SS Tumgus back Mama into Mia. harbor. Mamma mia! Yes. Okay. Let's so, sail um... the boat that Stellan Skarsgård lives on. That's canon. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, with his ass tattoos and kneecap tattoos, which is wild. Which are the, the fucking places. evil eye. Who He's a weird character. Yeah. He's a weird character. You can't I would watch a movie that's just about his storyline. Oh, yeah. Like, he, what has he been up to for 30 years? I like, can only imagine. I, I don't think, if you have the evil eye tattooed on your butt cheeks, like, nothing, that, 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 nothing good comes from that. That man has a grim middle story. <laughs> yeah, and there's no other butt shots in the whole movie, and the movie is filled with these, like, young, hot dudes with six-packs in their 20s, and they're like, I don't give a shit about any of your butts. Including, I want to see Stellan Skarsgård, father of Pennywise the Clown. <laughs> butt shot. Most out of shape guy in the cast. Yeah, let's oh, see yeah. his butt. He's like, um, no, I'm not getting a trainer for this. You get Stellan, you spray paint me orange. This is what it is. I'm not doing an accent. Uh, I'm not doing anything. I'm going to be myself on a boat with ass tattoos. I will I say, confidence. confidence. Oh, yeah. I will, confidence. Say to, I will say to you that like 100% what happened with that casting is like, 
They were like, we need a, it's a, it's ABBA, so we need a Swedish actor. And they were like, this is the biggest Swede, and like, and Stellan Skarsgård knew that like, there's no other Swede, is like, who, who are you gonna get for this role? Peter fucking Stomare? You ain't gonna get Peter fucking Stomare. I don't know Stomare. who that is. He's the, uh, he's like, he uh, says Steve Buscemi to the wood chipper in uh, Fargo. Oh, okay. Yeah, you see, like, that's, that's what yeah. I'm saying, though. It's like, he's, yeah. like, the, the second biggest Swede, ostensibly, and yeah. you ain't gonna get him. So, like, it's like... like it's, Stellan Skarsgård is, like, he's, like, the Robert Redford of Sweden. Oh, totally. And so he's, like, <laughs> I'm like, not, younger. Yeah. And he's also not gonna, like, he knows he has a point, he has leverage. So he ain't working out. That motherfucker's eating chips no. while, while, while he's, he's nibbling Tungus while Pierce Brasnan is working out. He's just on the side yeah. eating, eating. Every every film set has a tumgus. That's my. That's oh my god! Thing. Yeah, no, it's called crafty. <laughs> yeah, and he yeah. Watches, he watches it's like the um the came up in a previous episode. The set bear. Yeah, the set bear. Yeah. Yes, yes. Every set has a bear. Yeah. What yeah. Did, what did the set bear do again? I forget what the he ate all the food. He ate all the crafty food. That's yeah. What, yeah. Every set. Uh, we need tumgus to replace <laughs> the crafty. It's just. And then there's a a set. Blood slave, where you get yeah. your blood from. Your blood. Yeah, your, your blood. Reinvigorate your goal for your big actors. Your glow. Um, it's always sad though when the set bear has to eat the set tumgus. It's because tumgus doesn't want to die. But well, you know, I mean, it's like the martini shot. Every set does need to end at some point. And, you know, yeah. We all had a great time together, and maybe we'll work together again in the future. I forget that. That's how yeah. every movie, like that's what that's what they do at the end of every film. We all gather around and watch Tumgus get eaten by the bear. And we're like clapping and like, <laughs> and you oh go to the rap party and it's a great time. That's, that's like Midsummer, the plot yeah. of Midsummer. <laughs> Why like... hasn't Meryl Streep done an Ari Aster movie yet? Oh man! That's, yes, that's this is something we've been talking quite a bit about. Is we want her she to good. let her freak flag show a little bit more, and she needs to work with an Ari Aster. Safety Brothers, yeah. somebody like that who's going to let her get a little more weird with it. I and think she usually does. can't afford her. That's probably true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She is like, yeah, she is like Iberico Ham. Like, it's, it's super expensive. You only got one You track. can only have a slice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's only having a the, slice of straight. She's having the time of her life oh. in this movie. Like, she, you could tell she's really enjoying herself in this film. Best part of the film by far, she is like Ebullient? Is that how you pronounce it? I already fucked it up, didn't I? Ebullient? Ebullient! Ebullient! I don't know. I literally yeah. do not know how to pronounce that word, but she's like, she's effervescent. Like, yeah. she's radiant. It's like, she just yeah. she gives off an aura. She is, like, ethereal in this movie. Like, her joy is so, like... And it's just, I don't know, like, I'm willing to accept so much crazy shit from her role in this movie, because she's having, like... Okay, so there's a scene, for example, where, like, she is... This is later on in the movie. This is like mid-film where like it's like the there's the bachelor party and the uh the uh it's not sorority party, my brain. Bachelorette. Bachelorette. Why was I yeah. for some reason my brain went to sorority? That they set up a very elaborate stage for for their band's reunion. Oh, totally. But it's also like, okay, yeah. on one planet, because like I'm imagining so in this scenario, right? Like it's your bachelorette party. The main attraction of your bachelorette party is your mom's band. Yeah. So I'm imagining like in my scenario, like if this happened to me, like if it was like my bad, it'd be like me having a bachelor party where my dad and his Bee Gees cover band came in. And then it's like, no, no offense to my dad. He probably would be a great Bee Gees singer, but like, I, I don't think I'd want that on my, it's so weird, but. 
And can Full you imagine like, your friends being like, Patrick, I know you love your dad, but like, this is our night as friends yeah. to like cut loose before you marry this person. Like, Na-na-na. why is your dad's band here? <laughs> my, um, my dad's band did play my wedding. Really? Like, full disclosure, yeah. And my dad came to my bachelor party. But yeah, uh, okay. he didn't. So he are... didn't participate. He didn't participate in like he wasn't like his band did not play the bachelor party. I did not make my friends sit through like a two-hour show. Yeah, your dad didn't perform the best works of. Your lip-sync. dad was just like generously yeah. tipping strippers and being like, "I appreciate your work." Yeah, and like just helping pay for dinner. <laughs> more more yeah. than anything else. <laughs> You're a consummate professional. Keep doing what you do. Yeah, yeah. But, but she's like, yeah. the, but she's like, she. That's what my dad does at restaurants. He just encourages them to follow their dreams. <laughs> that's, that's nice, you know. Yeah. Go back to school, Deborah, <laughs> if you want to. Oh, Your yeah. choice. Oh God, I forget. Yeah. So, like, the the, the plot of this movie basically is like, there's <laughs> uh, the what plot? Oh, uh, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're all out. They're on really an fair. enchanted like well fountain that they haven't noticed till now. Like, they didn't do any kind of geological survey. Oh, None of them are Greek, the but they all hotel. live there. Yeah, That's except. Not re- Except, yeah, they're all Greek, but none of them have Greek accents or oh, speak Greek at all. The only Greek character in this movie who is my favorite character is my background, Stavros here. He's like mm. uh, this random, like, he's literally this dude, yeah. Stavros, my favorite character in the damn movie. I hope he's in the sequel. He's basically like if uh, if Suvlaki became a a canned thing like ravioli. If, okay. Became like a beef, and he'd be like if 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 Greek food was like Italian food in America, and had like a mascot, like a souvlaki mascot, he'd be like the chef Boyardee. He'd be like the Greek chef Boyardee on this yeah. can of souvlaki. He is like a uh, just a pure Greek grandpa caricature, and I love him. You gotta love the fact that the all the gr- actual Greek people in the film are the Greek chorus, who we never know their names, and they're yeah, just in the background as the background singers. Oh, man, It's a real yeah. hot, sexy pun. It is funny. My, like, you go for it. My now. favorite character in the film is the bartender who's having a fling with Christine Baranski. Oh, my yeah. fucking Pepper. Yeah. Pepper. Yes. Oh, that's my second this, favorite this, character. This guy's a king, and he should have had his own movie. Oh, I dude. would have watched Pepper the movie. She puts yeah. him in like a towel diaper and he thinks he's getting a blowjob. Yeah. Um, that, was that was insane. That was insane. He's making this face like, oh, yeah. Oh, wait. And he looks down, he's wearing a diaper, and I'm like, those are not the same thing. <laughs> wait one second. I have that. Wait one Surely sec- you would notice the difference in the sensation. It's like, what oh, is man. man? Fun fact I actually uh, sent that photo. I took a screenshot of that and sent that exact photo to Donald when I was watching it. Uh, Tim, let me, let me get that background. We're getting that background. Don't worry, guys. I know this is... All, sorry, everyone. Sorry, everyone listening. I know this is an... <laughs> well, Patrick's getting the background. It's not just Meryl. Every single actor in this movie seems to be having, like, the greatest time they've ever had on set. Yeah. Oh, in particular, yeah. the three guys who seem to be completely shameless and up for anything. Like, Sky's friends? Or no, like uh, guys- Brosnan, Firth, and Skarsgård. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah. I do not see any other of Sky's like young dude friends besides Pepper, who yes, I looked at his the actor's page and he's I think he's from Belgium. Hmm. I think think he got a free vacation to Greece in addition to getting to go down on Christine Baranski hourly, I can only assume. I mean, honestly, I hope like if they ever make a (laughs) a a, a CGI adaptation of Pepe Le Pew. 
<laughs> would be like the perfect. He is just, he has that horny energy. He's wacky yeah. with his horniness. It is like, this is a, like, there's a point in this movie where, like, uh, spoiler alert, there's a point in this movie where the earth comes. Like, yeah, yeah. That is, like, true. legitimately yeah. the climax of the movie. Like, this might be yeah. like, the horniest movie ever made. Like, it's oddly, it might it might be the horniest movie, but it could have been hornier. Oh, that's true. Like, it's like it's like but it's yeah. like it's like it's like uh, and horny. <laughs> like, are there sex scenes in this movie, or there are no, no. sex scenes? There's just like visceral geological events. Yeah, and 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 like weird, like and almost almost getting having a sex scene, but then it's shamed. You're shamed. Like it's like I think I'm gonna get a blowjob, but nah, it's a diaper. You're just getting diapered. It did feel by the end like the only way for this film to end was a full-scale orgy between everyone. Oh, totally! It felt like that. Like, and I think like, there's, there's like a little bit. Yeah, there's like a there's like a there's like a straight there's like a strain of bucket revelry going through this film. Yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah, like, yeah. This is definitely chaos. Like, this is Dionysian. <laughs> this movie is Dionysian. Like, yeah. There's, yeah. There's no there's no good. There's no evil. There's just fucking. Except there's without se- any sex. Yeah. There's a yeah. season of True Blood from. You know, Alexander Skarsgård, Stellan Skarsgård's son, I promise I will connect this. (laughs) A witch puts a spell on the whole town and they pray to Dionysus and everyone in the town, young and old, is just fucking each other in the middle of this town in Louisiana. And I kept waiting for that to happen. And I felt really disappointed that it didn't because it's like... There's a hard R-rated version of this movie that I think has real magic... (laughs) You know, that was left on the, the cutting room floor. version? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe yeah. part three. I heard, I did hear there is a part three that is in development. Yeah. So maybe this is, maybe we finally get Pepper's side of the story in part <laughs> three. <laughs> it's just Pepper. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I came to this island to be a bartender. Little did I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I would become the oh. ultimate sex haver. Oh, All man. these sultry ladies of a certain age are just after him. <laughs> oh God, yeah, he's like yeah. the king, he's like the king of milfs. What was I gonna? Yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? Like, uh, I love was it Christina Baranski and Julie Waters? Baranski or Barins? Baranski, right? It's Baranski. Yeah, yeah. It's Christina Baranski and uh, Julie Waters, and uh, they were like, I feel like they were like C three PO and R two D two. <laughs> and it made yes, me like one is tall and one is short. <laughs> yeah, but like she's like a little, she's a spunkier one. Like, it made me want to see a version of this movie where like Meryl Streep's BB-8, and they're like <laughs> C-3PO and R2D2, and they're just you know it's the same stuff, but like you know they're playing with C-3PO's thong, like BB-8s having sex with Colin Firth. I don't know, like that movie <laughs> could exist. That's uh, there's a world where that exists. Also, yeah, everything's on the table about- in the Mamma Mia universe. That is true. We talk about Colin Firth's sexuality in this movie. Oh, insane! Yes. Insane! Was he, is he bi or is he gay in this movie? I got the impression he was gay. but He's like, I, I had long hair. I was fucking women in uh, Paris. And then uh, I went to Greece. And only now in my 50s, I've locked eyes with this man. And, and he, go- he goes from love. 1 to 10. Instantly. In being closeted to being just way out and open, but it's like, yeah. but, it's like but it's only like a whisper of homosexuality. Like we don't even get like, like yeah. Like, this, is this, this is two thousand eight. This is two thousand eight. That is true. That is true. Because I was like, yeah. Because like they were, it was Chase. They were like, I was expecting like they didn't even. I don't even think they kissed. No, they didn't no. kiss. I think they gave each other a quick 
smack on the lips. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> it was like Colin Firth, like, oh no. He was all on the cutting room floor with the rest of the orgy. Uh, true. But I will say, why? Again, <laughs> why? But again, back to Meryl, though. Back to Meryl. Yes, she is, back she is, to Meryl. Yeah, I will say that she she's in the movie a significant amount of the time. And this is a podcast where we're looking at the Meryl performance. We're not. We're looking at her performance, not the film itself, as the best. You know, I'll yeah. start a movie called Colin Firth's Sexuality in each and one of his films. <laughs> yeah. That would be a good podcast, and I would listen to that. You should start. That. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, no one will be on it. It'll just be me and my thoughts. <laughs> yeah, four and a half hours long each episode. Yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna edit myself. <laughs> oh, the audience is demanding. <laughs> Uh man, no worries. But uh, yeah. yeah, but uh, Meryl, yeah, but uh, she, she like she is like the anchor of the film. She's like the mm-hmm. the best part of the film. She she gets like, the biggest musical numbers, I think. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And and without her, like this movie falls apart. Like there's nothing of there's almost nothing of value without her in this film. Like it, well, she, I think she keeps it from devolving completely into unintentional comedy camp. Yes. Territory. This would be pure, like, there is some Cats energy in this movie, but this would be, like, pure Cats 2018, or 2019, rather. Uh, just, yeah. like, nonsense. Like, without, like, someone as strong as Meryl Streep anchoring this role. Like, she does, she gives this, she gives this movie an, a, a pate of legitimacy. <laughs> yeah. Like, that, uh, that, uh, that, uh... A patina, a patina. A patina. Yeah. Oh, man, yes. a Because a pate is dusting. just smushed... Meat. I was just thinking I got Which truffle. Which is funny too. I got yeah. truffle oil on the brain. I can't help it. Yeah. I'm <laughs> hungry right now. <laughs> oh dude, uh, I could uh, I could eat a uh, wimpy sandwich. Like a wimpy like a big old or not wimpy. Wimpy's the hamburger guy. I could eat a who's the burger guy from uh now they're both burger guys. Blondie. There we go. I can eat a blondie sandwich. There we go. Wait, okay. I, I just can't get over Pepper right over, right over your shoulder, just, like, looking all, like, <laughs> he's got a secret. Yeah, every so often you'll, like, duck to one angle or another, and I'll just, he'll make direct eye contact with my soul. Yeah, yeah um, and for listeners, I have, yeah, I got a photo of uh, Pepper uh, putting his thumbs up at, like, quite possibly the horniest moment in the entire movie. Yeah. When, when, yeah, when like Pepper is like pure trickster god of horniness, just here. I'll, I'll, I'll change it back to Tumgus. I'll change it back to Tumgus. Okay, yeah. That's <laughs> nah, actually, I'll, I'll, just, I'll just stab Russ. I'll just stab Yeah. yeah. Tumgus is a little unnerving. Yeah, plus he died. <laughs> that's true. RIP a real one. RIP Tumgus. Yeah. Mm. But um, yeah, I guess one thing we haven't brought up is everyone's uh, prior relationship with the band ABBA. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I have a conflicted one because. Um, I am, you know, a young lady, so I love ABBA. I've listened to Dancing Queen so many times, but also, secret about ABBA, one of the women in ABBA was the result of, like, a Nazi genetic experiment experiment to create the the perfect Aryan woman. So her mom was like, oh, I'm pregnant. Let me get my fetus, like, genetically altered by Swedish Nazis to make, like, the perfect blonde child. And she was in ABBA. Wow. I don't hold that against her. Holy shit. It's, it's, it's got to be awkward when you come of age and you're like, Mom, why is all my body here white? Why are my eyes the piercing color of the Caspian Sea? And it's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> the Nazi robot was your father. The thing about that is that it's both shocking and 
the second you said it, it's like, I guess that makes perfect sense. I'm not, yeah. 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 yeah sorry, your dad is the uh, Shazam supervillain Captain Nazi. I apologize. I mean, take a good look at these people. Like, let's pull up a picture of oh, the yeah. ABBA. Oh, yeah. Of the ABBA. Uh, ABBA? The ABBA. ABBA. The ABBA head. Yeah, just all of them. And you point out to me which one you think is a Nazi experiment. Oh, I can already see. I can already tell. Uh, here, I'm going to pull it. I'll say, yeah, uh, this is, I love, uh, I love doing this because. I love the guess who is the Nazi experiment game because you really don't get the opportunity to play it that often. <laughs> really, really good in an audio medium too. Yeah. Hey, kids, <laughs> at, kids at home, search on Google. Try to find a. Uh... Okay. Yeah, guess who, guess yeah. who is the Nazi experiment. It's not a difficult game. It's not the brunette. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's it's insane. not the one with the shag cut. They're uh, they're they're such a strange group. I remember um, when I worked at the record store, we had one of my coworkers was a huge ABBA fan. We probably heard their greatest hits about once a week. Oh man! And I was just like kind of like that's stressful. <laughs> getting my music taste was evolving, and I was like, yeah. "Is this the first group that I?" Just don't like at all <laughs> <laughs> like like and i and i was trying to be open to it but because it was yeah. like it wasn't necessarily my style of music but it was i think it was more like the anger like that it would still be stuck in my head three albums after we heard their yeah. greatest hits it was just like okay in the moment i was okay with that but now i'm just annoyed and they just have yeah. their earworms their music mm-hmm. oh definitely and it's like i I'm not like a huge, I've never been, I, like, I think like my first exposure to ABBA was probably like, you know, cause I'm a, I'm like 29. I'm a bit of a, a bit of a youngling. No, I'm, a, I'm pretty, I'm almost, I'm an oldling at this point. I'm an oldling, yeah. but, uh, but, uh, or middling, uh, but, uh, I am middling. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, Walked into that one. It's yeah. just a baby boy. <laughs> uh that's my mom on the uh, screaming to the podcast <laughs> but yeah. uh but uh uh i think my Patrick, first be nice to abba sorry abba <laughs> but my first exposure to abba was uh, i think through 18s on snick they used to show like the eight which is like the young weird poppy version of abba uh which yeah. i think like maybe seven or eight year old me was like this is fine i guess but then like uh I maybe didn't listen to ABBA until I was like 18 or 19. And it just, it's never been my huge, I like, you know, I like Take a Chance on Me. That's a fun song. And I like Waterloo. I'm pissed. I got blue balled because they were hinting at Waterloo. That's my favorite ABBA song. That's the one ABBA song that I, I think slaps. And I was like, they're, they're playing, they're, they're playing the, the Waterloo bit. They're doing like that bass and line or whatever. And fucking did that. They didn't. I, they, they blue balled me, those sons of bitches. They blue balled me. They 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 ab they 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 deprived me of Waterloo. <laughs> what was your what was your all's favorite musical moment? Ooh, hmm. I liked the scene where like the the boyfriend and like all the guys have like like the fifth floppies on the flop. That was like insane. That came out of nowhere. Where like the guy, well, what was the dude with the cigar? Like Skyler, I guess is his name. Sophie's uh, beau. He starts dancing. And then there's just a bunch of like people with like uh, with uh, water flippers on, and this is definitely like this is like you can tell that scene was definitely a weird sexual awakening for someone who will like forever have flipper fetishes and not understand like yeah like, uh, like, they, 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 like they're ruined sexually because of this film. <laughs> oh, I bet a lot of people are ruined sexually because of this film. Also, I feel like the Sky and Sophie relationship. I want to know more. 
because yeah. she's 20 and he's like hints he's like i left my whole life behind for you so it's like what was he doing before what was his life like like is he way older because it's like that actor dominic cooper is older than amanda seyfried but oh, also definitely. it's movies and he's just always like i love his positive like you don't need a dad message like let alone three dads also, you don't need any dads baby you have me your mysterious <laughs> suitor and my giant cigar insane I'm very horny and very tan but i am british <laughs> and i love the cigar yeah, it would be... i guess he's british but like anybody could be anything in this movie I would be so furious if I was him that I'm getting married. I'm taking it to like, I love this girl. And all of a sudden these three like middle-aged guys show up and all speechify during my wedding. And then like the mom's like, it's all about, it becomes yeah. all about them. It's like, no, I thought we were getting married. And then oh, it turned out they like, were. I don't actually want to marry yeah. you. Let's travel the world. It's like, cool. I didn't have to like fly my fucking family to yeah. Greece. Oh no, this, <laughs> this movie's ending. Like the way it's that so was cheap. Yeah, I know. It's oh, a weird island. We think, oh, there's one boat per day to get here. Yeah. Uh, the way that this movie wraps up is like its cheapness is on par with like the end of Don Giovanni. Where, like Don Giovanni, it ends with Don Giovanni getting pulled to hell by like the person he killed. And he's like refuses Spoiler to- alert. Sorry, sorry for all you, you Mozart freaks. And he's getting pulled yeah. into hell. And like, you know, it's just like him getting pulled. And it's like he's- He's paying for, like, basically uh, abusing this person he's, who's pulling him into hell's daughter or whatever. And nice. uh, and it's just like, you know, he's defiant the whole time. He's like, ah, no, I'm fine. I'll never forgive you as he gets dragged to hell. And then it ends with, like, this weird happy song that's like, well, he's gone. We're all going to be fine. La, la, la. It's like, it's like in Shakespeare when, like, people, like, it ends yeah. with, like, a marriage and everything's fine. It's just... Ah, uh, man. Something... It, it just... It, it, that always annoys me. It's just like, let, let the ending be bad. Let... Let him just get pulled to hell. That's a great ending. He's in hell. Yeah, you wanted Mamma Mia, the ending where no one was happy, no one got married, yeah, all and the everyone dad... just went home sad. Yeah, no, it's just like, she's like, let's not get married. And he's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like heartbroken and is like, I can't do this anymore. You've abandoned me for three strange men. I've never had a relationship until now. You disappeared on a boat with them for like 18 hours doing God knows what. Now you're abandoning me at the altar. Yep. You're, like, you're I'm sorry, but I'm a mysterious British businessman. I have very high self-esteem. <laughs> trying to pull I a... I can't handle this. Like 3% a, body fat. <laughs> yeah. Trying to pull a reverse big love. <laughs> yeah, she was She was so much more... Amanda Seyfried was on big love, too. Great connection. Interesting. Yes. Um, a classic I, HBO show. Dad, <laughs> please let me watch HBO again. <laughs> You took it away. <laughs> it did seem though like this was this entire wedding and everything and engagement was one big scheme to figure out who her father was and she was using yeah. the guy to get these answers. Oh yeah, she was like I was reading this diary and then this guy washed up and I'm like whatever. But like, how can I get these three old men to go to yeah. Greece again unless I give them a very weird convoluted thing? Yeah, to a know. wedding to someone they don't know. Oh yeah. Also, I Steve feel like it would be enough to be like, "Hey, I think I'm your daughter. Do you want to <laughs> Skype?" Yeah. You know. <laughs> also, like stealing Meryl Streep's diary. That's not cool. That is not a I cool. I mean, they're thing. clearly very codependent. 
She's like, I don't want you to get married. I didn't get married. I just want you to help me at the hotel until you die. God. And it's like, harsh. Help me reinforce this floor. Yeah. Yeah. That, oh, man. That's it's actually- structurally non- what is it? Structurally unstable hotel. Not not to get back to the stage that she had uh, built, but she spent all the time building that elaborate stage for her and her friends when there were genuine repairs that needed to be made to the structure of the hotel yeah, that like are like more better use of time. Off, and <laughs> yeah. then like the guys were like looking at her and she's like, I don't know. And I'm like, that could have killed someone, Meryl. Yeah. Get a lawsuit on your hands. On your hands. <laughs> Meryl. They have lawsuits in Greece, right? They have to. Oh yeah, I was they have say, justice. I will. I, I was gonna say like, um, do we have any more uh, things to say about um, Meryl Streep's performance in this film? Because the the codependent daughter thing that's actually a solid segue because there's another codependent daughter, yeah, uh, mother figure relationship in the movie we're doing next. Yes, there's a lot of strange relationships coming up in the movie we're doing next as well. Uh, my, my, my last thought on Mamma Mia for the moment is just, it seems like this is the first movie we've seen with Meryl where she's kind of like just um, the closest to perhaps the real Meryl, where she's just kind of like, I imagine her running around Connecticut and singing songs around those sculptures, oh, wearing, yeah. o- wearing overalls, <laughs> just, having, yeah, just having the time she's of her like life. surrounded by men of a certain vintage. Yeah. She's like, she's- I have my gummers. I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> she's like randomly painting walls. Now, yeah. whether or not yeah, the like real Meryl... Finishing. <laughs> yeah. Yes. There's a lot of, like, I, green I, and paisley and teal. They have a lot of clothes that have, like, a lot of, like, paint stains. Oh, yeah. On it, because they're just always up to some sort of amazing project. Oh, big time. Gotta add that Meryl touch to that gummer, you know. <laughs> Gotta add that Meryl touch. That'll, that'll add, I, if she did, I, I hate to tell you, gummer, but that'll probably add an extra thousand bucks on your oh, auction price. Oh, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> 500,000 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, excuse me, that's a house. I'll live in that. Yeah, I'm gonna... Metal I'm gonna... and paint together? That's my yeah. home. But, um, but yeah, did, uh, Avery, did you have any final thoughts for the moment on uh, Meryl's performance in Mamma Mia? I, um, I feel like her backstory is something I'm eager to learn in the second one. And I just feel like for someone with a deep, 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 anxious, like avoidant personality style problems, like this was a very fun movie. It didn't. It didn't delve into her Catholic demons too much, but they were there. They were present because Meryl always brings the drama, even in a light jukebox musical. Yeah, when she, when she's screaming with her scarves at Pierce Brosnan on that cliffside, you could feel it. <laughs> yeah, you're like, is this the Holocaust? I feel like I'm in Sophie's toys. Yeah. <laughs> um, but not at all. Not at all like that. Not at all. <laughs> I'm joking. No, I'm not. No. no, Sophie's Choice jokes are allowed on our show. Yeah. Oh, good. This we is get, really we... the only place for them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's fitting. Yeah. So we're moving on to our second movie here. Our second movie is 2014's Into the Woods, directed by Rob Marshall, the bevy of big-name co-stars, much like Mamma Mia. It was uh, released late 2014, cost $50 million to make, and made a tidy $213 million back at the box office. 
This one was nominated for Academy Awards. I believe it received... Costumes, right? Or makeup? Oh, three, three Academy Award nominations. Best Costume Design, yeah. Best Production Design, and of course, yeah. Best Supporting Actress, Meryl Streep, was also nominated. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Sorry, yeah, that that's... was that was uncontrollable. That just came out of me. <laughs> I don't know if that's a that might might be a little preview to perhaps your opinion on the film. <laughs> but, um, this movie was trash. Trash Sorry. movie. Was anyone else bullied by uh, drama kids in high school? Just no, no. I was I was part I was part of them. Uh, yeah, because it's like usually they're getting bullied by other people, and they're excited to have someone that even they yeah. can step on so it's like, <laughs> I feel like that really colored my experience of this movie just like flashbacks to you don't have the range for this vocally you know like yeah you wish you i were don't the, i know that now you wish you were the lady giant in this movie just squishing all the drama kids both both these movies yeah. have real hardcore drama kid energy to oh, them in particular into the yeah. woods yeah. Although, like, no will... one has ever rested in this movie or even sitting down. Sat down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sitting down. Um, sitting. Interesting yeah. Streep fun fact I read about this movie was that uh, she apparently, when she turned 40, made a vow that she would never play old witches <laughs> in a film. And was uh, talked into this one, though. Um, she she had start, it, it was a, apparently instituted a personal no witch rule, <laughs> and after and she was offered three witch roles promptly after what turning were forty. They? Does oh, not man. say unfortunately, but she broke her own rule for the sake of Sondheim. I can only imagine they gave her like forty five million dollars, and the rest yeah. of the five million was for the rest of the movie. I did read that uh, yeah. Johnny Depp took only a million to be in this film, and it was a favor to Disney for all the nice millions they gave him for Pirates of the Caribbean. Wow. Yeah, and also he played this, like, pervert yeah, wolf. Yeah, yes. <laughs> like, can we talk about the pervert wolf? Like he's not and, even... like, the sexual awakening of Little Red Riding Hood is like, I'm scared but excited. And I'm like, this is way too adult for a children's movie. Like, he's not even a wolf. He's just a perverted man. He's like, you're luscious. And I'm like, she's a child. He's like a perverted Davy Crockett. Like, that's just, like, the level of, like, like, because his makeup is not, he's not a wolf, he's a man. He's got a weird he's mustache. A, he's he's a man a with a weird mustache. Man. He's a hairy man who's trying to eat, yeah. quote little red riding hoods. I don't know Ugh. why I put all of that in quotes, but some of it was should be in quotes. Oh, yeah, no, <laughs> it was he, too sexy for me. Yeah, I was like. Save it for Mama Mia if you're going to go down those roads. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that's like, yeah, that, I'd was say gross. that character, yeah, that's a big poo poo. I give that, and you can like cut, you can almost cut the wolf out of the movie too. This movie could have used yeah. about a half hour right off yeah. the top. It's, oh, yeah. it's so, it's yeah, so interesting because like you can definitely like, there's parts of this movie where I'm like, this would be fun to watch on a stage, like. Like watching like a performance. I'm not I saying, wish I mean, this was a musical on Broadway for many years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, like I, I wish, like I wish I was actually watching this in its original form. Because, like, especially the part yeah. where they're all going into like the fucking forest, and it's like, oh, I see how they like in on stage. They'd all be in random parts of the fucking stage. Yeah. They all be like the, the um the opening number. I thought was kind of sadly the highlight. 
of yeah. them all like singing together and going into the woods and all that. Um, yeah. It's a very extremely music heavy movie. And I was thinking about how like every time I got like invested, finally invested in the story of the movie, they'd break into a weird song and I'd be like knocked out yeah. again. And also it was like the acting was very much like Broadway acting where it's very like overdone and theatrical like for comedy, but it's like, it's in a close up. So yeah. it just, it's weird when you see that kind of acting on camera because it doesn't make sense. Context, like, And it's also like, I feel like the kind of thing that you just let go in a musical because you're like, I'm wrapped up in it. It's like, Chris Pine is like a sexual predator. He's like trying to glue this woman to his staircase of his castle. And he's like, why does she run away from me? I must have her. I have to kiss this lone woman I found in the woods. Because the second alone. he gets her, he goes the for the baker's wife. I'm just going to kiss her against her will, even though she's yeah. married to the And of course, and of course. What, what the fuck? And it's like, if it was anyone but Chris Pine, he'd be like, that's a pervert. That's, that's a pervert. But we're yeah. like, that's a handsome prince. He has the most sexual like chemistry with the other prince too. Oh, big time. Yeah. Sorry, Billy. Yeah. Man. I like Billy Magnuson. He's been in so much shit lately. His agent is really doing it. He has like Billy Magnuson has like cornered the market on stupid white jock. Yeah. Well, um, like, original like, casting for that part too was Jake Gyllenhaal. Really? And he was like, "Uh, I don't have the steam for this." Yeah. I feel <laughs> I'm like... in my mid thirties. Like I cannot sing all day every day for like months like that is like the, the one the one uh, compliment i'll give this movie is there wasn't like a pierce brosnan in this movie like everyone could sing pretty well like there was no like singer that yeah. was like a because tr- like man mama mia when you're yes. when, you, when you when you you know just uh you know, prepare yeah. when you're about to listen to pierce brosnan because it is gonna fucking stay he's doing his best he is trying. It's like big Russell Crowe in Les Miserables. At least Pierce Brosnan's having fun, though. He's, he's having, having a blast. Fun. Yeah. 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 We, can, fun. we can assure the audience that Russell Crowe had zero fun making Les <laughs> yeah. Mis. <laughs> yeah. That's not, evident. Not to stay on Pierce, but he got a lot of songs in Mamma Mia for a guy who can't sing. He's a, he's a lead. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they couldn't, like, they couldn't just be like, okay, so your role is the only role that doesn't sing, even though this is a musical, and you're the lead. That was the part I got in high school drama. Was the, uh, the, be- the best part that did it with the least amount of singing. Yeah. Yeah, because I couldn't sing. You're saying that you're a very good actor, but you're a poor singer, and everyone I, knows that. I, I'm saying people have compared me quite a bit to Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> no, they haven't. Right <laughs> <laughs> here, Was just like that. Yeah. Was that my just wife, the my scream of your wife from yeah. the background, like what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like I married you, I love you, but you're no Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> yeah. I would leave you for a second. Yeah. Maybe, George, a second. maybe George Lazenby. Yeah. I don't know who that is. The other, I'm trying Patrick, to. Another, another Bond. You have an encyclopedic knowledge, Patrick, and I always respected that about you. Yeah, it is. T- I've spent so much, and it's so funny because, like, I know who George Lazenby is, but, like, I don't. I know, yeah. Yeah, but I don't, but I'd, like, I feel like there's so much, like, knowledge from, like, school, and, like, I've studied philosophy and, like, all this, like, you know, biology in high school, and all that stuff is, like, it's gone. Like, I'll never, like, I can't, I can't tell you anything about Hegel, but I know all the pod racers in Star Wars, so, like, <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. yeah, it's a good, yeah, no, my brain 
remembers the right stuff, definitely. You sleep soundly <laughs> at night. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we, we seem to be very obsessed with Mamma Mia here, yeah. but we do need to get into the woods. Oh, it's, God, we have to. Um, we have to. It's, it's rotted me to my core. I'm just, uh, I'm a shell of who I was. Yeah, I will, I, I will Mamma say Mia me- for a uh, third time, I want to yeah. say. <laughs> I will say that, like, Meryl Streep in uh, Into the Woods, like, her performance is so jittery in the beginning, like, I got like 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 uh, it reminded me of Vincent Vincent D'Onofrio in Men in Black when he's playing yeah. the con- like it was like that level of like like you know just skitter scatter. She was like, tweaking a little bit. Fact, she was tweaking. That's that's what she looks like without makeup. They just they're like <laughs> be yourself, Meryl. You finally get to just be Meryl. So this is the she closer to Meryl nails, than Mamma Mia. And she grew out her blue hair that is naturally gorgeous the way it is, and she had weird like metallica font wrinkles on her forehead and we accept her because uh she's she's just stunning meryl and um yeah she's fine with her keeping her daughter in a tower and it's also it's never addressed in these movies the princess is always simultaneously old enough to marry a prince and also a child so we don't know how old rapunzel is we don't know how old billy magnuson is i find that problematic (laughs) <laughs> definitely. Yeah, no one cares no it is it definitely oh. is <laughs> well, like, it, i'm a little girl i have long hair and he's like i'm gonna climb it anna kendrick <laughs> comes off as permanently the, uh, 16 years old so um yeah she is yeah. like yeah she is like perpetually yeah she is perpetually pubescent like the and sits in the front row in class and raises her hand on every single she's um, like 45 years old now that's <laughs> No, I refuse to believe that. <laughs> yeah, no. She's can you put up? Can you put up Andrew? Uh, uh, sorry, I keep talking over myself somehow. Can you put up Anna Kendrick's Wikipedia page as your background? Is that possible? <laughs> yes, I can. Because uh, I want to look at that, but behind your head. <laughs> I'm gonna. Yeah, we we're moving past Abba. We got to get to Kendrick. Okay, please. Um, please allow my strange requests. <laughs> <laughs> Here, talk about. Yeah. Well, you get it though. I think um, I thought Meryl Streep was really good in this movie. Actually, I thought. Uh, yeah. I, I thought think, she uh, was as good as anyone else. I mean, she's like a witch. Does she kill herself at the end? That I don't know how she was dispatched. I was confused by that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she's I like, need. She's actually given a look like, oh, Patrick, who's this guy? <laughs> I know who's this uh, mysterious. <laughs> He's got a hunk yeah. in the room with me. It's like a. He's like a. He's like a <laughs> She's thirty-five. Okay, that's still pretty like surprising. Yeah. Yeah. The, this guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's like who's this uh, shaved Tumgus? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I, I'm a Tumgus. I'm a. I'm a D. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a shaved. Tum- I'm like a when you go to like the Tumgus farm and you shave off all the snacks. That's me yeah. under there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you got to keep cover because if you ever go on a movie set, you could be in big trouble if you weren't shaved. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Tell yeah. Just, don't eat me. I'm a good. I'm, a, I'm one of. The, I'm, a, I'm one of the. Stay away from the set bear. <laughs> yeah, I, I never go close to the set bear. For the that's set rolled. blood slave needs to keep their energy up, so they will <laughs> inevitably be fed. Well, we, have a, we have we have a lore now. This is good. I like. Oh, oh good. I love the <laughs> podcast lore. This is what I live for. We have a lore. <laughs> <laughs> she she definitely has a vibe though. Oh Patrick, what a compliment you just gave me. Uh, yeah. Oh Patrick, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I was uh, nominated for an Oscar and up in the air. Uh, yeah. how, how astute of you. 
What? Thank you for yes. noticing. Yeah, I did love you in, uh, you did, you loved me in The Accountant? Oh, oh don't get a lot of, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was a movie where Ben Affleck plays an accountant for um, drug cartels, I want to say. He's like, he's, a, he's an awesome hitman autistic accountant. It's like time. the first 15 minutes of Ozark, but a whole movie. <laughs> Oddly enough, same writer. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah, the exact same. Like, I just love this idea. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, okay. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. Meryl, I will say that Meryl Streep is like, uh, she is, I think she's like, she's good in this movie, but it's not like, it's interesting. It's so crazy she was nominated for an Oscar, I think. Like, not that she's like bad in it, but it is like, I don't know. It's like a, it is just like, it's not an Oscar-worthy performance. Yeah. I think it's Listen, almost more surprising that she wasn't wig, nominated. You give me long nails, <laughs> I'm halfway there. Yeah. You give me this much cocaine, let the audience know that I'm holding up like a, like four inches of my fingers, like a line that long. I can be that witch. I am that witch. Wait, wait, so wait, Donald, though, you said, so you think she, like, deserved yeah. the nomination? No, I think, I think it's crazier just because of her track record that she wasn't nominated for Mamma Mia. Oh, yes, that is a hundred. That it is that she was nominated yeah. for this. I mean, this is definitely, like, right in her wheelhouse. She clearly is, like, a drama kid through and through. She freaking loves musicals. Oh, yeah. Loves she went to, to Yale. Yeah. Yeah, oh, big time. Big Connecticut. Yale. She loves uh, loves wigs, loves costumes, yep. loves all that kind yeah. of stuff. Loves one take, apparently. <laughs> loves cl- white clam pizza. You know, lo- yeah, loves to kind of show off and be, you know, no one's telling her on this set, hey, Meryl, tone it down. Oh, no. A she, little bit. No, no one's directing her. Yeah. Okay. She, she came Meryl to creates her character, and then you're just like, good. <laughs> We got her. We, got we her loved home. it. Uh, Cut. Like, we have it. Even if like a booger was hanging out of her nose, we'll fix it in post. Mm-hmm. Oh man, you one, are an icon. <laughs> one time when I was a uh, drive, I say I drive Lyft, and one time when I was driving, uh, or I drive rideshare. Maybe I'll cut out that I said Lyft. That's eh, fine. Whatever. But uh, I was, um, I was uh, drove a guy who was in. You know that Sean Penn movie directed by the dude who is on Gangster Squad. Yeah. Gangster yeah. Squad. So I drove a guy who was like an actor in Gangster Squad, and he talked about how when he was like in that movie, he was like a pro. He wasn't like a big actor in it. He was like a kind of like a background guy, but he was a background guy in like a lot of scenes. And so he yeah. talked about how like like Sean Penn basically directed the movie and like yeah. took the reins from Ruben Fleischer or whatever. And he was like, "I'm gonna act this." Like it was just like Sean Penn just literally did like whatever the fuck he wanted. And so I feel like, yeah, Meryl Streep probably has a bit of that energy where, like, it's like when you get that big and you get that successful, you can kind of, like, if you want to be the, you know, the the lone wolf doing your own thing, you can do it if you're Meryl. Who's going to tell her she's not doing it right? Yeah. There's also a certain type of actor that's like, all of my ideas are brilliant, genius ideas. No one's going to tell me different. And then they get to it certain point in their career and they're like i've been validated for every single thing i've done in in the past 40 years oh i'm not gonna be humble about it you know Mm -hmm. what i mean yeah i I definitely feel that with sean penn i feel like meryl's uh, i would like to imagine she's a little humbler she has a bit more of that humble energy i think maybe i I think she can be humble enough that people aren't like you know oh yeah yeah. an award show and be like i didn't expect this to happen but like my lawyer will sue the academy for every year that i don't 
get in. <laughs> She's fully aware she's Meryl Streep. Oh yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, she, and she'll and she'll use that to her advantage. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I think this is kind of something like we talked about on the Julia or Julia and Julia episode where it was kind of like she could come in and do these kind of things like the witch or Julia Child and yeah, like yeah, these yeah. late these later career roles that kind of just require her to come in and bring her effervescent Meryl Streepness yeah. to the table, and I think it kind of takes away a little bit of like she, the craft that she is bringing to yes. the table. Like you take it for granted in a certain, in a certain way. Yeah. Like, I yeah. do think she's doing some really like fun stuff in this and every scene she's in, she like brings it up in she this is, movie. She is like, like the energy goes way up when she's in like, scenes of this film. Like, like, like Mamma Mia, she is like by far the best part of this movie. And and I yeah. think in, in a way with Into the Woods, it's more of a feat here because she's actually performing like with legitimately, like I feel like Mamma Mia, there's like a kitschiness and a campiness to it. And it's almost like a feel, even though Mamma Mia is like a $50 million movie, it feels a little more like ramshackle in compared, like Into the Woods is like, Into the Woods is like 100% like they put money into this fucker. Like it is very. Yeah, there's no locations the whole thing thing was a built stage like every single shot oh yeah where it's and, like i'm pretty sure they went to greece in mama yeah Mata. they yeah they did and they really used the hell out of that dock for musical numbers oh yeah and also yeah. there was like, also some crazy green screen moments in mama mia where <laughs> yes, like, yes, there like, were. The, like the driving where it's just like this is like something from a 40s movie this like level of fake driving and like fake about. What just, part like, were they driving in? I must have like blacked out for that part. Uh, it's okay. Yeah, they're, 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 you def- this is definitely a movie where you'll go into fugue states uh, from madness. Uh, but uh, yeah. but uh, but but uh, there, it was like That'll the scene. Happen. It was like the scene with like Julie Waters and Christine Bransky, and they're all in like a convey together. So I forget it's like a jeep or something, and they're like driving yeah. up the mountain. Oh, yeah. Meryl's got that great uh, open top. Uh, truck. Yeah, yeah. and it just and it looked like that was just like this was like something that I was having. This is like like I would I was expecting fucking Humphrey Bogart to enter, and this <laughs> is like a fucking scene in the African Queen or some shit. Just like that. That would be awesome. Like, that would be sick if that like yeah. <laughs> He's just like not even dead. He's just like in Greece. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm coming man. back to movies after sixty years, and my comeback's gonna be Mamma Mia. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he would be so much fun as the Pierce Brosnan character. Yeah. Where yeah, he yeah. would, too. Yeah. yeah. Your father yeah, was I... actually a, a ghost man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> An old ghost. Within yeah. the context of Mamma Mia, I would buy it. Oh, yeah. That'd be yeah. great. Yeah. That, that's a spiritual movie. The Earth comes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Spiritual. <laughs> I felt like I was in church the entire time. Yeah, yeah it's like and that yeah. it, none of it made any sense to me, and this isn't my culture, and I don't know what's going on. Yeah, no, it's like yeah, comparable. To, it's like the story of Jacob uh, wrestling God. I mean, it's like, have you heard the good news? You're a dancing queen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Waterloo. Yeah, but um, do, do either you have any real like familiarity with Stephen Sondheim and his work? He's, he came up a lot last year. He showed up in three different movies. Really? Oh, yeah, year. it's like the three different movies? Yeah. Uh, Joker, Marriage oh, Story, God. and um, Knives Out all oh. had Sondheim moments. Oh, yeah. Not to mention Cats. 
Wait, that was Lo- Andrew Lloyd Webber. Oh, Doi. Sorry, yeah. my bad. Yeah, yeah arch nemesis Andrew Lloyd Webber. Yeah. yeah, yeah, celebrity yeah. death match. Yep. Oh yeah. Uh, what was I gonna say? Uh, God, 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 God. Yeah. Uh, because Joker was sending the clowns right that whole mm-hmm. scene. Yeah. And yeah, and Mary Story was the big two songs that were sung and then um Oh yeah. Daniel Craig is listening to a Sondheim score while driving around in Knives Out. Interesting. I will say that like the one thing that was like one of the few things about marriage story that it, and we won't talk about it too much, but like the fact the part where like the family is like singing together. Mm-hmm. What fucking family sings like this in They're actors. They're it's a it's a family of actors. I, I bought guess, it. That's fair. That's fair. I was like, there's no family this like put together no one yeah also can we like just talk about how there's nothing more bone chilling than a family of actors <laughs> the family of performers i would rather meet a family of cannibals who practice than yeah. actors. spiritual cannibals yeah it, it was interesting yeah. though I, was t- I took a um improv acting class earlier this year that we had to do scenes from real plays. We weren't improvising at all, mm-hmm. but it was for some reason improv related. And um, to get a kind of a glimpse back into like the drama kids subculture, cause like stuff like Sondheim and Broadway and stuff that have not been any part of my cultural existence mm-hmm. in decades, all of a sudden being around people who knew specific numbers and had favorites and could sing them without like actually like off like acapella and it was wild that me. is wild yeah it is and it's like you know what and it's like there is something like i'm not like it's cool but it's, it's wild. cool yeah it is wild yeah. it's, it's fine when it's like one person singing a i think it's just when it's a whole family and they're that organized where they're like a willing to put up a thing like and they're doing it for fun and they've that's, been waiting for this moment like yeah. the second a guest comes over it's like time to start yeah know? that it's that's like, the that's bone chilling yeah that's like that, that's like i'm in a uh, i'm in a horror movie uh, but uh, like every, everybody come to the living room take your seats on the couch we're gonna do a show no, I want to watch for college this person, and we've locked the doors, so just yeah. enjoy it. Yeah. Just let me watch my college football. Yeah, like let's sit on the couch and not talk to each other, and then we eat dinner and then leave. I just want to watch some college football. <laughs> I just, that's all I want to watch: college yes. football. <laughs> I've never, I've never watched a game of college football before. I don't think I've ever no. watched. No, I, no. I, I, I'm like not a big when I was in college and I like wandered. I'm not a big football, uh, and it sucks. I'm from Texas too, so I should be better. But like, I don't think I've ever. It's okay. It's fine. You can name all the um, Star Wars. I can. Yeah, I can name uh, Team Topagalies. (laughs) You can name the Seven Eleven mascot. Tungus, yeah. <laughs> all my all my cousins are watching, uh, you know, the UT Texas A&M game, and I'm just in a in a corner during the Thanksgiving, just babbling word like you know, Qui Gon Jinn, Darth Maul, Tungus. They're like, okay. Even extra played for Tungus. Yeah. I say to no one. In the corner of a room. Uh, that that is yeah. that is bone chilling. That there is bone chilling. That's way more bone chilling than the same. Just someone muttering Tumgus under his breath. <laughs> that's like what the last thing you see before you die. That's ring shit. Uh, I'm surprised Tumgus actually wasn't one of the characters we met in the woods. Yeah, yeah. that would be. Oh my There's god. There's so much shit in the woods, and I also feel like just time and space melted into the woods. Like 
the wolf is Johnny Depp, but also what's the children are eaten. They're like tiny. Oh, that was and so then, weird. And then like James Corden, who is, was the roommate of Dominic Cooper, Sky. I saw, I saw that on Mama Wikipedia. Mia, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're the same age. Isn't that fucked up? That is so grim. It's fucked up. <laughs> That's but anyways, so it's like they're shrunken and then they're big again. And then he's also like, oh, yeah, I have a baby. But like, that's who cares? I'm going to hit on Cinderella. And she's like kind of into it. And then she's like, my mom tree died. Oh, yeah. The There's mom just a, there was so much going on. It was like, oh, yeah, my mother is actually a tree ghost. I was, like, it was so crazy when, like, the tree with, like, the mom, like, yeah, she goes to the mom and, like, does, like, she, did she wish for, like, a, uh, like, a a dress and then she gives her, like, a tree, like, a magical gold dress? Well, she wished to go to the ball, but it was, like, can you, like, I remember when she's, like, I'll go wish at my mother's grave, and I was, like, that's, she's so confident about saying something that's so fucking dumb, and then (laughs) she goes and does it and it works, and I'm, like, well, clearly I'm an idiot, I should just... (laughs) I'm just, like, imagining, like, a young yeah. version of me, like, in the same situation, like, going and wishing for something, but I would just get, like, uh, an Xbox 360. Yeah. <laughs> I just get, like, <laughs> like, I just, like, uh, I just wanted an Xbox. Interesting was they, um, they never cut to the ball. She was always leaving. We never got to see oh, any yeah. action in the ball. We never got to see her we meet the prince. We can't afford the ball. Yeah, they can't afford that set. $50 million of the $52 million just... Meryl Streep. Yeah. And only one take, so you better stretch that money. Oh, yeah. Man. It is like, yeah, it is like, uh, I will say, like, Meryl, like, her little, like, uh, she's fun as, like, the Rapunzel's key- gatekeeper or whatever. <laughs> that stuff is crazy, but it's fun. Yeah. She's like, she's in, she's in, she's like, she's at least having a good time being insane. And, uh, she's playing a character too. Yeah, she's playing like, like, a, is... yeah, like a weird witch. She's playing a goofy yeah. witch. She's having weird fun. witch. She's yeah. playing a character. <laughs> this is IRL. Yeah, that would be crazy. Whoa. That would be cool if like Meryl Streep was like just flying around. And it'd be funny if it's just like I just fundamentally didn't understand the concept of acting or movies when I joined this podcast. And you're like, <laughs> she's reading lines from a page that she memorized. <laughs> Clearly, you haven't gone. She was a... paid to take the job. They flew to England. Flew to England. She was familiar with some of the cast members beforehand, but not all of them. Like you yeah. know, Christine Baranski, who was in Mamma Mia. Yeah, she's the MVP <laughs> of the show, in my opinion. She like she yeah. had two like quirky characters. She had like a lady... wait. Was Christine Baranski in Into the Woods? Yeah, yeah. she was the the wicked stepmother. Oh yeah. And she, like, she was fun in both of them. Like, she fulfilled, like, She's just cutting off people's feet, and it's just, like, fun and hot. Yeah. I think we (laughs) can give her the um, Stanley Tucci Award for this episode, Patrick. Oh, oh, she is pure Tucci in this. Yes. We didn't get any Tucci. about the Stanley Tucci Award. We just thought he was wonderful, and Julia and Julia will probably be giving him a lot more credit for the, in the Devil Wears Prada episode as well, which will come out before this one, but little peek behind the curtain has not yet been recorded. Oh, yeah. Yeah, please read aloud from his cookbook. Oh, he's got a cookbook, too. Before that episode, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll track that down. Thank you as for a, the as a, as a suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we're doing that. That'll be, that's going to be a, that's going to be a recurring part element of the show now. You just, you just added to the lore. 
Well, we're trying to get Patrick to cook all of Julie Powell's ingredients based on all of the cooking she did based on Julia Child's <laughs> yeah. uh, in recipes. So like Julia Child's, but like four layers removed. So you're yeah. just like, a yeah. tomato, and then we never <laughs> see it again. Yeah. And he's going to blog about it and let us know his year cooking. Oh, you have to get like a blogger haircut. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I had to get the pixie cut, yeah. Yeah, and the, yeah. he'll write a book, Julie, Julia, and Patrick. Yeah. <laughs> I have to like find Chris Messina and marry him. Yes. So I, so I can fail him. <laughs> yeah. Fail him, so I can fail Chris Messina because I'm I'm too busy. Messina, Messina, Chris Messina, Chris Messina, Chris messing up. He's from. He's Italian. I think he's Italian. Yeah, Messina, Messina. Why not? Yeah, why know. not? Why not? He plays an Italian person in the Mindy Project. Yes, That's he does. All I know about yeah. it. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's fun, and he's, he's also... a hell of a husband to Julie Powell too. Oh yeah, he's a hell of a husband. Yeah, and he has like he has Dominic Cooper energy. Like they both have that same like uh, black hair, good boy. Yeah, supportive. Like I'm just like partner. a supportive, yeah. uh, hot white man. Yeah. Here to make your dreams come true without asking any questions. That's kind of a that's a recurring character we've noticed in our first <laughs> handful yeah. of Meryl Streep films. Oh, you're 20 and you've never left this island? Let me make you my wife. Yeah, that's I have, insane! I have a big cartoon cigar. Yeah, that I'll be was... smoking this from now on. So, did we all agree that it seems like Into the Woods was a bit of a slog comparably to Mamma Mia? Oh, yeah, no, we can't... Yeah, no, Into the Woods was like... It was definitely like I watched it last night and I was already a little tired just like from second one of it just it's an exhausting movie to watch and it's like when you're watching a broadway musical you are exhausted but you're like it's live theater and i owe this a hundred percent of my intention and it's like she could spit in my eyes and it's like you know you're at sea world or something but it's like it's a fucking movie everyone is overacting their ass off and uh I don't know. I just feel like they made Cinderella boring. They made Red Riding Hood horny. Why? (laughs) It should have been the opposite. You know, another set they missed, too, is every time Jack climbed the beanstalk, we never got to see Giant World. That would have been so cool. That's a really fun story. It is weird, because, like, I feel like they try to, like... Weirdly enough, they try to adhere to, like, the limitations of, like, the play. Where it's like, mm. you're never going to see the giant, really. You're always going to, like, just hear her crazy voice. And, like, you know, the inside of the stomach is going to look like a bunch of cloth. Uh, uh, you're going to look... It's gonna but it's look also like, a... like, you have VFX, my dude. Like, Yeah, exactly. Like, I like, want to yeah. see organs. I, I want to see the wolf's innards pulled from his body by a fucking baker. I want to see the Mickey Mouse scene. Like, the Mickey Mouse Jack and the Beanstalk just recreated with this kid. Like, I want this kid to eat a giant cartoon ham. Like, yeah, in the too many, too many, uh, too many characters. It was hard to kind of keep yeah. track and kind of get yeah. with one and then really get it involved in their journey. And plus, the fact that we are left with Corden and Kendrick as our ostensible heroes. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's like you got wow. kind of the the lamest characters. They are the lamest, and it's so funny because, like, uh, you know what? Uh, if I'm gonna be charitable, I actually I like Corden in this movie, which I never thought I would. I'm not a huge Corden head, but I thought he was like, 
I'm not a freak As cord. opposed to me, who I'm famously a huge Corden. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You got that face tattoo of James Corden on your forehead. Right, a little, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really restraining true. orders in the mail. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You have a big poster for the, 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 the British, the BBC TV show, The Wrong Guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the Mike class. Lee's film back there. All or nothing. Yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> yeah but, it's yeah, creepy but, how much both of you know about James Corden <laughs> while not looking at his Wikipedia page. Maybe I am a Corden head. Oh. Maybe I am. Uh, the plot thickens. Uh, yeah. the, podca- the podcast has morphed into what it really is, the James <laughs> Corden show. Let's just, yeah, let's just say that the reason why I have a background and not, is because if I turned it off, you'd just see a bunch of uh, posters of James Corden's uh, work throughout the years. Uh, <laughs> and my bed is shaped like James Corden. Uh, <laughs> uh, I live in a giant Corden. <laughs> and I have broken into his house. James, I'm sorry. Please don't call the police. Yeah. And we're, like, we're recording from inside of his house right now. Oh, actually, I'm, reco- up. I'm recording yeah. inside. Like, you know the movie Meet Dave with Eddie Murphy? It's like I a movie. Remember. It's like a movie where, like, you, it's like a bunch of little guys, like, controlling a robot shaped like Eddie Murphy. And so, for advertising. And, oh, yeah, La Vida Dolce. And so, like, advertising for this movie, <laughs> they made a. Uh, Advertising for this movie, they made a giant car shaped like Eddie Murphy's head that like drove around. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, and so like uh, I am podcasting from a giant James Corden head that they made. Like it's a car shaped like his head that they made as uh, an advertisement for uh, uh, Ocean's uh, Eight. You're doing some carpool karaoke as we speak. Oh yeah, I'm doing, I'm, yeah. He's again. He's locked in the back yeah. against yeah. his will, and Aquafina's here too. Ocean's Eight. But she's happy to be there. She's ha- she's so happy because she doesn't like Corden, and so it's like for her, it's like this weird fantasy. It's like, and oh. you guys are gonna sing "Toxic" by Britney Spears together. <laughs> yes, we're singing "Toxic." We're singing "Toxic." We're driving on the four hundred five. Four hundred five. James Corden is slowly losing oxygen in the backseat. <laughs> and a giant. Oh man! He's like the, a bag over his head or something. Yeah, the police. You bet they're chasing us. This all in, of this, all of this is, this like this is more interesting Bronco than Into the Woods. But just like with James Corton and his weird process car. Yes. Going yeah. like 11 miles an hour on a busy highway. Yes. And the police are going like eight. They can't, for some reason, they just can't speed up. Uh, it's It'll be fun. Juice, you gotta let Corton go. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, okay, back to the, let's, okay, well, why don't, let's wrap a bow on this bad boy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. This movie was kind of, this was the second time I saw this movie. I saw it in the theater. Oh, yeah? Oh, boy. Yeah, okay. and my wife said, oh, you're watching that again. She kind of gives the house opinion of this film. <laughs> and uh, totally she's fair. like, excuse me, I have to leave the home until you're done with this because I'm... Mm. Yeah, it was a movie that I realized I remembered nothing about when I restarted it again. Yeah, great, great quality sign. Uh, handsomely put together, a lot of talented people involved, but not didn't really register all that much. I thought Meryl was good in it, but again, coming kind of back to the, is this something she can kind of do in her sleep? Mm. Yeah. I mean, I felt like she was voicing a cartoon character. Mm. Yeah. It Which was- is an art form, but like, I don't know. Yeah, it's like, yeah, you don't see her getting nominated for the ant bully. Is that a, a that is cartoon a, voicing? That, oh, yeah, that's a cartoon. I think she voices like an ant. Beha- now I want to watch the ant bully. I've read She's either so the much. ant or the damn bully. 
Now, that bully is played by P- Paul Giamonti, my friend. Oh, okay. Oh, Paul my God. Giamonti. He's an icon. Oh, man. oh, God. I feel like if I, I should just make the Paul Giamonti podcast, and it's just me following him around on the Upper West Side with this, this horrible mic and just being like, tell me about your life. Hey, as long as it ends with you. Billions, go. <laughs> as long as that podcast ends with you driving in a giant car shaped like Paul Giamatti's head. So I mean, good. yeah, that's yeah. what I'm going to spend my core savings on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everybody's, everybody's spending their money in different ways. You know, yeah. car shape, car shaped yeah. heads, gummers. <laughs> yeah, things. gummers, yeah. Gummers, hedge, hey, hedge, head-shaped cars, not car-shaped heads. That, <laughs> that's chaos, my friend. That apologize. But not that's getting here. elective surgery for this bit, Patrick. <laughs> I'm gonna get my head to, for the hey, if our pa- shape it like Herbie. Yeah, if, if our Patreon gets ten thousand dollars, I'll sh- I'll I'll uh I'll sculpt my head like Lightning McQueen. I'll find a doctor who does not have a medical license anymore to do this procedure for me. Not going, the Lance Armstrong of plastic surgery. Yeah, no. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna find a Batman villain doctor to make my head shape like like Mater. <laughs> yeah, like whoever's like, oh yeah, I gave this woman like five tits. This will be fun. You know? <laughs> yeah, this yeah. The, yeah. This is the guy who does like the surgery that makes that one dude look like a cat. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. Uh, I like, like Johnny, like Johnny Depp in Into the Woods. Yes. He was a wolf, of course. That was his animal. Although, honestly, if he was like the tiger kid, like if he was like the tiger boy or whatever, like I would have, he looked like, he looked like any like furry animal. Like it was, yeah. that, that's how minimal the, the makeup was. <laughs> uh, wait, uh, so. Um, like We should get to it here. This is uh, the moment of truth. The uh, What's going to move on in the musical division to face the winner of Ricky and the Flash versus Florence Foster Jenkins. Mm. Um, oh my god we'll start with Patrick we'll yeah. go to me and Avery you will be our deciding vote Patrick okay. final thoughts and vote Mamma Mia versus Into the Woods it's so funny so I watched Mamma Mia first and immediately I was like you know uh, sent into a realm of madness and I was like <laughs> this is like a crazy movie this is insane uh, time and space doesn't mean anything to me anymore um, <laughs> I am cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs now, uh, but uh, you know the one, the the one lifeboat. I will say the one or the one. Uh, uh, what's that like lifesaver? That's it. The one, the one like you know little lifesaver that like kept me afloat throughout. It was Meryl Streep's performance. She is like a hundred percent confident. She, she like Donald said, like she's playing herself. But it's like it's like you're getting a peek into what Meryl Streep does when she goes to Greece. You know, like, this is, like, just Meryl Streep having a fun time in Greece, dancing with the girls, like, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play at, at my daughter's bachelorette party, probably against her will, uh, <laughs> which probably happened, I could see, like, Grace Gummer having to, like, suffer through Meryl Streep performing, like, I don't know. Yeah, the, they definitely put on a show yeah. at her daughter's wedding. Yeah, like, the, she's, like, yeah. doing, like, the, the, the works of Linda Ronstant or something, I don't know. <laughs> trying to think of what Meryl Streep would be into yeah. uh but uh uh but uh you know she's like she's good and she sells it pretty well and then you have Into the Woods which is like you know I'll be real like I don't hate this movie like with a fiery passion as much as you guys like I feel like this movie is like adequate like that's the way I see it like it's like a 
this is like an airplane movie to me. Like I would like watch it on an airplane. I'd be like entertained. Uh, and then what's nice about it is I could like fall asleep for half of it and I could wake up and it wouldn't be like that big of a deal. Cause it's like, okay, I know what's going to happen. Like this is all pretty obvious. Uh, it is like a little slow and boring. Um, Meryl Streep definitely like livens it up whenever she's in it. Uh, she's probably the best part of the movie. Like her performance is great and weird and jittery. Uh, and like her set, her acting is like, or not her acting, her like makeup is a lot of fun too. Like she gets like a glow over at the end. That's kind of fun. Um, but you know, she's only in the movie for like a portion of it compared to like, you know, it's like a one quarter portion to quote my, uh, hero Unkar Plutt from Force Awakens. Uh, <laughs> can't believe I said that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, I just disgusted in myself right now, but, uh, uh but uh you know she's like um she's just not as huge of a part of this movie as uh she is in Mamma Mia and I think the, the the thing about this podcast is like we're looking at her performances like divorced from the movie almost and not as opposed to like the the, the overall like quality of the film so I think I'm going to give it to Mamma Mia I think I'm going to give it to Mamma Mia, which is, like, so weird. I did not yeah. think going into Into the Woods, like, I watched it this morning, and I didn't think going into it that uh, she would be, like, the... I, I thought that that would be the winner, because Mamma Mia was such a crazy film. But I think she, like, she's the reason Mamma is fun, though. And Into the Woods, it's, a fun, it's, it's fun, but it's not as fun as Mamma Mia. And so, yeah, I have to give it to, I have to, give it to Mamma Mia! Woo! Sure curveball from patrick maybe who knows yeah um one thing we talked a lot about with meryl streep is kind of her kind of like almost robotic technical yes. approach to these performances mm -hmm. everything she's in it's very like her choices every physical every physical move she makes every voice she uses it's all very strategic like she's rarely like out of control Compared to, especially to like a lot of the actors of her generation, like the 70s dudes and stuff like that, which their entire thing was being kind of crazy and out of control. Yeah. Um, she's, and you know, that's what makes her so great is her technical abilities. And Mama Mia is the first movie we watched where she felt a little out of control, to me that's, at least. That's, that's, that's um, totally fair. That's totally fair. And I, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Mm. It's but she 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 seems very loose, like we kind of talked about. She has high I'm on vacation in Greece for two two three months mm -hmm. energy yes. going on throughout the film. Uh, Into the woods on the flip side of that is um, kind of I think right down the middle when it comes to what we were talking about with kind of her technical approach. Right, she's looking okay. I'm playing this wicked witch character. I can sing these songs. Um, it's gonna be big but everything she's doing i think is very like controlled Method and methodical i thought the scene with rapunzel was actually quite good yeah that she had where she kind of got to be a little vulnerable mm -hmm. comparably to the rest of her performance i think this is a really tough call it's hard man it sucks. Um, it's hard but i just i was more impressed with her performance in into the woods that's so my good. vote is with Into the Woods. Oh, there we go. Oh my God, a tie. And I get to be the tiebreaker, right? Yes. Okay. 
So my uh, completely objective medical opinion is that Into the Woods is trash. I hated <laughs> almost all of it. It was uh, Mamma Mia all the way. Just Mamma Mia has this like raw, musical, horny, yet sensible energy. Like I'm like, this horniness makes sense. It's directed at like a human being to another human being. Like two adults are horny towards each other. This is like a little girl and a wolf wanna fuck, but like they eat each other. I'm just like, that has nothing to do with Meryl's performance, but I find that unforgivable. <laughs> also, <laughs> also, I think Meryl was just having more fun in this. Like, I think, like, you know, Tom Hanks and uh, Rita, his wife, Tom's wife, or Tom, Rita's husband. Uh, <laughs> They produced this together. So I think it was literally like Tom Hanks called her up and was like, hey, do you want to go on a paid vacation to Greece? Like, bring Gummer. Just, like, get a tan and vibe out, girl. Like, we're, <laughs> we're, like, Hollywood legends of the 80s and 90s. Like, we don't have to play this game anymore. We can make fun, campy shit and just make so much money and just, like, ooh, yeah, just, like, ooze into it, you know? Like, I feel like Meryl could have showed up on set a little bit drunk. Yeah, she's and got, Mama like, Mia. two glasses of wine energy. Did, yeah, 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 yeah. And if she had done that in Into the Woods, she would have, like, fallen off of, like, a talking tree or something. Yeah. <laughs> no, these are, I, I love all these points. I think yeah. uh, I think <laughs> our uh, uh, sex pot aunts that are listening are going to be agreeing with us quite a oh, bit yeah. on this, on this, on Mamma yeah. Mia. Moving on to the second round in the musical division. An, up, an upset, perhaps. Yeah, I, I think it was uh, pretty evenly matched up, but uh, the points made for Mamma Mia and the just absolute fever dream of a movie that is really <laughs> took it home, I think. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Absolutely. And it's just, right. yeah, it's like, and I think, yeah, it's just, uh, it's like a side of Meryl Streep you never see. Like, you're totally right where it is, like, less, it's looser. But it is, like, she's so fucking, like, I want to hang out with her. Like, I want to hang out yeah. with her. And, and, I, and I, not that I don't want to hang out with her. And, like, uh, but it's, like, it's, like, a different, it's, like, a different flavor of Streep in this movie that we rarely Do see. Do you not want to hang out with the witch? Yeah. You don't yeah. want to go to the woods? Too scary. Too scary. Yeah. I, yeah, I think that's, I think that's a defining yeah. thing is I yeah. don't want to go to the woods. I do want to go to Greece. Yeah. Someone yeah. take me to Greece please. <laughs> <laughs> Let's all go to Greece. Yes. Uh, man, so there we go. Yeah. It's, it's, so we're moving on with uh, Mamma Mia. Mamma Mia moves on to the second round. Okay. Uh, next up, we're going to play a quick little Meryl Streep game. This game is called I Love Your Work. Mm. Now, our question for the panel. Meryl Streep has been in a ton of movies. She's worked with a ton yes. of different actors, but she hasn't worked with everyone. Who do you want to see Meryl Streep in a movie with uh, Patrick. Besides Ari Aster, who I already. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's Patrick's turn. I'm sorry. I'm a monster. Oh, no, it's okay. No, you're good, dog. Um, you know, it's so funny. Like, uh, I was thinking about this. I would love to see. Has she been in a movie with Army Hammer? Oh, my God. Like a, mo she... like a movie where, like, Meryl Streep is, like, 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 uh, like the queen like she's like a super wealthy and then maybe army, army hammer is like a gigolo or something 
Like, oh yeah, dude, that a would be a Schrader style movie or something. Yes, that would be. A, that would be amazing. That would be a good fuck. I just thought of that right now. Like that would be such a fun, like an Army Hammer, like you know, almost like a Midnight Cowboy esque situation where he's like, yeah. you know, he's living with this like super wealthy lady who's like he's paying. He's like a boy toy kind of, but he also wants to figure himself out. Like that would be fucking good. Yeah, we don't know if he's like straight or gay. He's got he's got his own issues going on. Yeah. I think um, Oh that that yeah. and they that, like live in a psychosexual gothic house. Ambiguous or like that. sexual relationship. Never yeah. quite get to the bottom of it. Oh man. Almost like the similar relation uh of uh, of a movie we'll see later, the She Devil, like the Garcia yeah. and yes. Oh man, that is yeah, that that's an interesting that's another movie we'll be doing later, She Devil, uh, folks. That's it's good. She Devil's good, yeah. yeah spoiler. Is, yeah, spoiler. Uh, but uh, yeah. yeah, but uh, that's the. Only, I'm trying to think of like anyone. It sounds else. like an excellent movie you just pitched, Patrick. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Call yeah. call Strade. We're calling Strade. Call the police. <laughs> call the police. Call the police. I'm arrested for good content. <laughs> yeah. Good, good, good. Put me in comedy jail with Walter. Arrest this man and give him a development deal. Yeah. yeah. Hey, give Walter a development deal too. He could. He could use yeah. it. He, could he use deserves it. it. Yeah, he does. He's been in the biz- Walter's been in the industry a long time. You know, he's he's he's, he's paid, paid his dues. He's paid his dues. Him and him and Peanut. You know, they deserve him and the and that uh, the racist jalapeno. Yeah, they deserve a uh, <laughs> together. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot conduct. A and B anymore. What is the ra- what is the racist jalapeno? That's the other Jeff Dunham character that's popular. Is he plays? Oh like a, yeah. It's like a, it's oh, like these a, are all Jeff Dunham characters. These are all oh, Jeff that's... Dunham puppets. <laughs> okay, so I have to. Oh, I, I, I didn't know that either. I didn't know it either. Uh, you guys have to go to yeah. go to Wikipedia, do your research. You know, go go, <laughs> go see if your local community college has a course on Dunham, Dunhamology, Dunhamology, <laughs> the history of Dunham, history of Dunham. <laughs> Taught over three semesters. Oh yeah, you could learn. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, Bubba J one hundred and one, Ahmed one. Oh man, I know, I know all those puppets, but I don't remember. You don't. You're not allowed to touch the puppet though until semester three. Oh no no no! Oh. Only only for looking. Only for looking. Yes. I I don't remember Leibniz or Aristophanes, but I remember oh, the names God. of the fucking puppets. Wow. Uh, Patrick, grab me on, you fool. Okay, so uh, what about you, uh, Donald? Who would be your... Uh... I, I can't help but want to see her in a um, direct-to-Netflix Adam Sandler movie. That would be, <laughs> that'd be so good. A Ridiculous 7 or something? Oh, yeah, just like, like a... One that's, like, kind of racist, but, like, they are not dealing with it until post, and then, like, like the people who are in it write, like, a letter to Variety and are like, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> Sandler hired his like third college roommate to write and direct it. Yeah. <laughs> this was all written by Peter Dante. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and it's just like, and yeah, Sandler is like a chef who's, <laughs> who talks like a baby, who has like a wife who's yeah. 22. And, uh, but then Meryl Streep shows up and it turns out she's like his wife as well. Like he accidentally married her years uh. before. Yeah. And shenanigans ensue. And, you know, Rob Schneider shows up playing someone he shouldn't be playing. And, uh, um, you bet Nick Swarsden gets hit in the balls multiple times. Yeah, there's just all of Sandler's friends show up. The only <laughs> real difference from, like, um, 
Sandy Wexler is that Meryl Streep is in it. Uh, that's it. I could see like okay, like this is good. I think I think this would be good just because like I think about Jack and Jill, atrocious movie, but the best part of that movie is Pacino. Al Pacino yeah. playing himself. So if you Al Pacino. We want to see Dunkachino, but something with Meryl Streep like doing a, the exact yeah, same thing. Like, like, what would be the Streepachino? What would be, like, the thing she's advertising? Like, the shitty, like, like fast food? Like, what would, like, what Carl's Jr. fucking... Meryl's? The shoe? Meryl's, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Where, Carol's at Meryl's. Carol's at Meryl's, and they're all dancing. Someone's dressed like a shoe in the background. That could be good. There's At one there. point, yeah. someone gives her a little too much X-lax mm-hmm. in her, like, tea or something like that. She, <laughs> like, has to shit into a Meryl brand <laughs> yeah. shoe. Yeah. And, like, did you see we just did that? That's a Meryl shoe. <laughs> yeah. She screams at one. I was nominated for Into the Woods! <laughs> you can't but do I, this I to think, me! <laughs> I think it lines up with a lot of what we talked about, though. One take going on vacation for your filming. I think Sandler can bring a lot of that to the table for Meryl. They go to vacation to like Tallahassee or something. (laughs) (laughs) Like a place that's like not objectively. I mean, it is a vacation spot, but like, okay. Yeah. This is here. This is what I, I I think this movie should be. It's Jack and Jill three, but it's Jack and Jill and Jacques. And so there's (laughs) Jack and Jill but then they find out there's a third brother, and it's just like a shitty French Adam Sandler. Like Adam like, Sandler doing a bad French accent. Bad yes. French accent. And then Meryl Streep has to fall, falls in love with Jacques. And so it's just, yeah. It's, uh, there we go. Yeah. Jack and Jill and yeah. Jacques. We did it. And we, Meryl's playing herself. Out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, and then she shits into a Meryl Brand shoe at one point. This is perfect. There we go. <laughs> Boy, this is like two just top-of-the-line ideas so far. Uh, my agent, call me. I don't have an agent, <laughs> and I never will. Uh, Avery, what's your? Give us your who you'd like her okay, to. Okay, mine with. is slightly high concept. Buckle up. Okay. Yeah. I want to see Meryl play a hacker. Ooh, I love it. Yeah, I want her to cyber bully Timothy Chalamet <laughs> in real time. Yes. That- for the entire movie, and it's just two hours of her hacking into all of his devices and being like you'll never be talented like me <laughs> this is a movie you could make during covid too which i think is really yeah, appealing to the hollywood people have to, like brush his teeth or wash his face he's just so like uh, oh, fine i just i love i love i just like the I, i'm imagining like that scene from swordfish where like where yeah. like Hugh Jackman's drinking wine and like hacking into the computer system, but it's <laughs> but it's her just hacking into Timothy Chalamet. It's her logging onto Facebook to cyberbully Timothy Chalamet. But it has. I think she needs to do a lot of like '90s style hacking lines, like we're into the mainframe. <laughs> and it's just her logging onto her Facebook account. <laughs> we're in the mainframe. Like Timothy Chalamet is a teenager who sucks dick. Love Meryl. <laughs> and then in the background, yeah. it's like, uh, watts of fucking 50,000 watts of fuck. What's, how's that song? What's that song? 50,000 watts, watts of fuck. fuck. Oh, it's funk. I always thought it was fucking. <laughs> I always thought it was 50,000 watts. 50,000 watts, watts of fucking. fucking. Yeah, that sounds insane. <laughs> That's Mamma Mia. That's Mamma Mia territory. <laughs> that sounds cool and normal to me. But yeah, I love the idea of a movie where Meryl Streep is deadly serious about being incredibly intimidated by timothy chalamet despite them not being up for the same roles like she was like i could have been is like i'm gonna take him down a peg i could have been peter atreides in dune 
I am versatile. Paul Atreides. Paul, Paul Atreides. Paul. Damn it. I read Dune, too. It's Peter you Atreides. You Army Hammer and call me by your name. I could have fucked that peach. I could have been the beautiful boy. <laughs> I could have been the oh, beautiful boy. <laughs> oh man that is so good yeah i like this i like yeah. uh i like uh the idea of meryl streep like she thinks she's in like the same like even though she's like the successful actor who's like you know has oscars under her belt and like has specific roles for her she's like she feels yeah. like she's in the same like category as like lucas hedges and like is she, yeah. she the movie opens her coming up to gummer and being like boy i've accomplished and their trophy cases are all in the background yeah like gummer i've accomplished so much but there's this fucking 22 year old kid who's like 60 pounds soaking wet (laughs) who he's just he's getting everything these days yeah he dated madonna's daughter in high school and then johnny depp's daughter in his adulthood and he's just a term he's probably to fuck my daughter eventually He's just going to fuck all of the famous people's daughters and he's going to get all the Oscars and it's just like, uh, he can't even be bothered to tweeze between his eyebrows. I hate him. Greta Gerwig didn't even think to call me for the, what was Lady the high? Lady Bird, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or Little Women. Or, she was in Little Women though. Meryl yeah, is in so Little I'm Women. Sure she got yeah. an up close view of just how much she fucking hates yeah. him. I could do some stuff like she's poisoning slowly his, um, <laughs> Like his, uh, and that's why he looks like that. Yeah, exactly, because she's been killing him be, for years. He could be on the brink of death, and everyone would just be like, "Oh yeah, he's he's just like a skinny skater dude," you know. Uh, yeah. And that's funny too, because then it could end up like a phantom thread type thing in the end, where like <laughs> Timothy Chalamet likes getting poisoned, and Streep likes, to and they it. fall in love, and she leaves Gummer. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's just left with his statues to weep. He's dating a thirty-year-old actress right now, so if we just do the math, like sixty-five is like not that big of a leap. Yeah, yeah. Tomato, tomato. Yeah. Wait, who are you dating? You can like ask her questions about what it was like to work with like. <laughs> I don't know. I bet it's directors who are now dead. Yeah, like, uh, what was it like working with uh, Alan P- P- uh, J. Uh, Pecula? I wanted to say Paluca, which is not his last name. What was it like working with uh, Sidney Pollock? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would get very uh, Chris Farley show, I think. Do you remember when you worked with uh, Michael Cimino on Deer Hunter? Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> <laughs> that would be uh recreate the Chris Farley show with Timothy Chalamet. That's a good. That's a good. That's a. Now he's taking Farley's parts. No, Farley to comes take back. the parts of a dead man. It's yeah. really unconscionable. Yeah. See, I'm more mad that he's taking the parts of a fat guy. Those are my parts. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I'm just so ready for Timothy Chalamet to have like a Robert Pattinson-esque unflattering part where he has to like. Oh, did you yeah. see um the devil all the time? No, where I he just has to like get a vein to pop out of his forehead and gain sixty pounds and get a blowjob from a teen. Jesus, Christ. I'm waiting for Timmy to age into the deeply unsexy roles that he was born to play. Oh, like all those like Colin Farrell roles. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, where he's like yeah, yeah give just me that. let yourself be awkward and like not hot. Timothy, have, have some more fun, imagine, Tim. You know, have some more fun. Yeah, be goofy. Have a little punch. Eat donuts. Have a little punch, Tim. He could be in the Sandler movie too. Oh, that'd be fun. Oh god, like, yeah. yeah. Oh man. Uh, okay. <laughs> that was good. That, that was, was good. good. I think that was all winning ideas. I think Patrick, yeah. you can leave those puppets behind. You're out of jail. I'm out of jail. <laughs> bye bye, Walter. Bye bye. Uh, Thank bu- God. Bye bye, Bubba Dre. See you guys. See ya. <laughs> good. 
Oh boy. Well, we got Mama Mia moving on. Yep. We're gonna have someone else sit through it in a oh, later yeah. round, We're and uh, it, maybe get some more uh, interesting depth on that. But oh. uh, before we go, uh, Avery, do you have anything you would like to uh, plug or promote? Yeah. Um, so my comedy website, freakyfridaynyc.com. Um, just basically features all the outdoor shows happening in New York. So if you're like, I want to go outside and have like a 29-year-old guy yell about his dick to me in the park, I'm your girl. (laughs) (laughs) And no one else is your girl. I'm doing this work alone. So I don't want to thank anyone. I just want to plug myself. Also, thank you guys for letting me be on a podcast. Thank you so much for coming. So much fun. So much fun. You you, you helped turn my mind on Mamma Mia, maybe. <laughs> I got to think about it more. Um, but the, yeah, thank you so much for coming. And uh, Patrick, is there anyone you'd like to thank oh, man. for today's episode? Uh, okay, I would like to thank my uh, my agent that I don't have, that I'll have one day. Uh, I'd like to thank my family. I'd like to thank, uh, like to thank uh, Ari Grab for making our uh, logo. Uh, someone I should have thanked in the past. So sorry. Uh, I'd like to thank uh, Evan Cox for the, doing our uh, musical uh, intro. Thank you so much, big boy. And then uh, kids, you know what? You can stay up late and have fucking Fritos. Daddy's <laughs> letting you do it. <laughs> wow. I, you know, I, thank you. I needed that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd just like to give a big thank you to, you know, Pierce Brosnan. Mm. Dallas yeah. Harsgaard, Colin Firth, the uh, Country of Greece, uh, the musical band ABBA. Not thanking, though, their Nazi roots. I want to no. make that very clear. <laughs> I want to thank Johnny Depp's makeup artist. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to thank, you know, the woods. They're scary, but they're necessary. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I want to also thank my family. I want to thank my... Um, you know, my people, my team, obviously. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't think, I think we haven't done it for a little while, but I think we've got to thank Meryl Streep. Mm. Mazel, thank yes. Thank you, Meryl. Thank, thank you, Meryl. Yeah. And, I'm sorry uh, about all the vicious lies I spread about you tonight. <laughs> our first guest, by the way, I want to thank Avery for being our first guest as well, who's yeah. been in the I'm room. The first guest? The, no, you're the first <laughs> guest who's been in the room with Meryl Streep. Oh, okay. I was about to be like, this just started? <laughs> yeah, pretty yeah, close. So I was Please. 50 feet away from her, staring at her the whole time. Um, it was truly a treat and a joy. <laughs> and I will say, you are like our, like, uh, it'll be third on the show, but you're our second guest that we've recorded with. Oh, very cool. Yeah. yeah. So thank you to everyone out there. Thank you to the listeners. This has been... Thank you to Gummer. And Gummer. Oh, fuck. Gummer and his art, and if please, listeners, if you just if we got a real angel investor out there who just wants to get in the mix and buy us one of his pieces, twenty five hundred dollars. Infinitely grateful, infinitely yeah. grateful. Oh, man. So, so one of your eggs, it's done. <laughs> yep, easy peasy. Yeah. So on that note, we look forward to hear from you. We're looking forward to hearing from Gummer about our upcoming uh, financial transaction. And this has been the Academy Academy. Have a good one. Bye, R.I.P. Tungus. Oh, back them dark and dusty drapes. Let in some light. 
that billboy come and get my trunk Cause I'm leaving here tonight And I packed my bags And I paid my bill And I'm turning in my key And if those sad souls down in the lobby Ask for me Just tell them I'm checking out This heartbreak hotel I ain't gonna live on Lonely Street no more, no more. I found a new love and a new place to dwell where teardrops ain't so 